What's going on, our PTG fam? Thank you guys so much for tuning into the show. As always, we are so thankful for you guys. We really hope that you guys have been enjoying all the episodes. This was a really good one. We got to have John Dresser, someone who has ran one of the largest forums in the world. And nonetheless, it is a paintball forum, PB Nation, for over a decade. So somebody who is an integral part of the paintball community. We were, we're very thankful to have this man on and, and be able to hear his thoughts about the game and um, really just share some stories. What an awesome guy with so many amazing stories with uh, a lot of big names that you guys are definitely going to recognize. So um, we, uh, we think you're going to like it. This episode is brought to you by Transfuse. You guys already know it. Transfuse keeps us incredibly hydrated. We love this stuff. We use it every single day. I've got Transfuse in my cup right now, my little play the game Yeti. Um, I like the watermelon lime. It is my absolute favorite flavor. Seems that most of you guys do too. A lot of uh, the listeners have responded back that that's their favorite flavor. But the Tropical Bliss, I think, is Tyler's favorite. And, you know, Blue Raspberry hits some people a little differently. So um, they're all delicious and they're all so good for you. Over 1,500 milligrams of vitamin C. Vitamin C is so incredibly important for your immune system, especially in times like these. Just to compare to a packet of emergency, a regular emergency packet has 1,000 milligrams of vitamin C. Vitamin C has been proven over and over to shorten the duration of the common cold, help with respiratory illnesses, all the types of things that we need to be doing right now to to help our bodies. Um, Also has zinc. Zinc is another phenomenal vitamin to boost your immune system. Um, And vitamin B. Vitamin B is great for your overall brain function, cognitive health. Um, I really just can't say enough good things, and I haven't even gotten to the amazing electrolytes that are in it. Potassium magnesium, sodium, all the stuff that you have in your typical Gatorades, just not the same amount of sugar. So um, again, guys I uh, and girls, I cannot say enough good things about Transfuse. We love them. And we have awesome discounts for you. If you head over to translabs.com, that's T-R-A-N-Z-L-A-B-S.com, and use code PLAYTHEGAME at checkout, you will get 10% off. In addition to that, if you guys become a subscriber on Transfuse, Translabs rather, um, you will get an additional 11% off if you use code PLAYTHEGAME. So what the subscription is, is you can basically sign up for an auto ship if you want to get one or two boxes every single month and you will get an additional 11% off. So you will get an extra $4 off of the already 10% off of a box. So it's just a fantastic deal. Um, you can have your product automatically sent to you every single month. You'll be ready, hydrated, good to go. Look at it this way. If you cut out sodas and Gatorades and all these other unnecessary juices that are not doing anything for your overall health, replace it with Transfuse. You're going to live a better life. You're going to be boosted. You're going to have better immunity. You're going to be well hydrated. And it's going to taste pretty good. Um, It's also a great way to support the show. We definitely thank you guys for supporting our sponsors. They are the lifeblood of our of our entire um, thing we have going here. So, again, everybody, that's translabs.com. T R A N Z L A B S dot com. Um, Use code Play the Game at checkout. If you become a subscriber, also use code Play the Game, and you'll get a full twenty one percent off. It's it's a pretty fantastic deal. This episode is also brought to you by G two Paintball. G two Paintball 
is crushing it right now. They are a paintball athletics company that is designed to make you a better paintball athlete. They have been doing some in-person clinics and events, which Tyler Harmon, Brandon Unger, Victor Gamboa, and Rusty Glaze all put on out there in Arizona. It's amazing. They will be traveling with it as well. Um, But if you are in the area or can get to the area, you definitely want to go to one of these. Um, I will be working with them as well. I know Ryan Greenspan will be doing some work with G2. Um, just an awesome organization that is designed to, again, make you a better paintball athlete, which is going to help you perform on the field in ways that you didn't know were possible. You really need to be able to maximize your athletic abilities with paintball specific movements. Um, that's the key. It's got to be paintball specific. You need paintball specific endurance, um, speed, quickness, agility, all sorts of stuff to move around the paintball field accordingly. You guys could head over to g2paintball.com, check them out, see if there's an event that you can make it to, and we hope to see you at one of them very soon. All right, everybody, without further ado, we're going to hop right in this amazing show. That was an insane inside move by Marcelo Margot. Great communication. And the crowd starts chanting Harmon. Great, great shot by all the guys. So Tyler Harmon saved that game. came out with two wins. Marcelo Margot was on fire. Yo, yo, what is up, everybody? We got the one and only, the legendary John Dresser with us. John, thank you so much for coming on the show, bud. How you doing? Very well. Thanks for having me. Good. Absolutely. Of course, man. So, yo. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's We're excited to have you on. This is, uh, you know, um, exciting. You've been in the game for so long, and uh, I've watched you since I was younger in the game, and then you obviously have done a lot of stuff on the back end with the industry and helping boost paintball on those facets. But first of all, how's everything out there with you? Where exactly do you live at? <laughs> I live in St. Louis. Okay. Shout out to St. Louis. There all we go. Right. Yeah. Opposite side of the country. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> More the middle, son. But uh, yeah. <laughs> about four hours south of Chicago. There we for, go. For your California geography there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anything as if soon you as you cross the border. On the map, it's definitely leaning to the right side. You know what I mean? It's not yeah. in the middle by any means. <laughs> as soon as you leave California, everything's just way over there. So I'm well that, aware. Yeah. <laughs> no, but um, how has everything been through COVID times? I know it's crazy. Um, how How is everything out there? Is, is it crazy as it is in like Arizona and California or what's it like out there? Uh, everybody's taking it differently. It, yeah. From person to person, from place to place, you can't. Uh, yeah, you can't tell people how to react to something that they've never seen before. That's right. I know the president calls it the uh, the invisible enemy. It's super <laughs> creepy when he says that, um, but it is. It's true. It's like this uh, invisible thing that we, you know, I don't know. I can't see it, you know, and uh, God only knows what's going on with that whole thing. But um, yeah, it's been definitely a, a wild year. We've, we're in August now, and uh, it's been probably the longest uh, eight months of my life. <laughs> a little less traveling than usual. Yeah, uh, for sure. A few less events. Oh, uh, yeah. I know. It's brutal. So, yeah, it's just you know, been crazy times. I personally took a couple months off uh, and just, just kind of let everything settle down. Uh, local yeah. fields here closed for a little bit. Uh, they are now reopen. Uh, some are better at social distancing than others. It yeah. is what it is. It's mm-hmm. it's interesting to watch it all unfold, uh, and That's hopefully right. it doesn't get worse. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to seeing events again, but I am uh, cautiously optimistic. Yes, and absolutely, safety is number one. We got to make sure we do the best we can to you know keep things as safe as possible. That's the only thing that we can do moving forward with this. 
And, uh, you know, everybody, we are Americans and everybody has uh, their freedoms. And that's a beautiful thing as well. You know, people, people can do whatever they want, but we definitely do need to look out for each other when it comes to paintball fields. And when we go to the fields, making sure that we really nurture that safety for everyone out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and not just that, but, but, uh, being respectful of how other people are trying to be cautious. Yeah. Uh, everybody yeah. is different. Every, it is facing people differently. I know I have a, some high risk people in my family. So it's uh, trying not to belittle other people just because they're being more or less safe. It's difficult, but it It is is. what it is. Uh, And it's definitely provided new opportunities. I don't think you guys would be doing this without it. (laughs) That's hundred percent. It has. And that's kind of how we chose to look at it, right? We were like, this is a, you know, we can either wallow and, and be kind of lost at, at a time like this, or we can create, right. And we can create something powerful for the industry and, me and Marcella, we've always wanted to do this. And we said, hey, let's do it, bud. And we started making it. <laughs> yeah. I'm impressed. Uh, you guys reached out to me early on in it. And honestly, I was happy to do a little something for it. Uh, so yeah. I was happy to see you guys doing it. I am not a big podcast person. I am, uh, funny enough, I'm not a big video paintball video person. Yeah. Uh, but somehow we have a, PB Nation has a YouTube channel <laughs> that's huge. Oh, so, the biggest. Here. Instagram's huge, the YouTube channel, the forum. Um, yeah. yeah, one of the one of the biggest ever, actually. So uh, mm-hmm. that's pretty spectacular. It is, it is a very interesting animal, but uh, but same thing that uh, due to COVID, I'm no longer an employee with uh, PB Nation's parent company. Uh, they had some pretty big changes, yeah. and so now as things have changed, I've been doing things different as well. Uh, launched a little website called PB Retro, um, nice. specifically to do some. Uh, uh, I did a private label JT goggle uh, with a local field here extreme. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was fun to do, but uh, those sold out too fast. Whoa. So now looking <laughs> for the next project. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. See? That's, uh, that's what it's about. Exactly. Especially in times like this, man, you, you, uh, have two options. It's kind of sink or swim. So it's really cool to see a lot of different people get creative and follow some sort of, um, you know, their entrepreneurial, uh, mindset, you know, they're like, Hey, let me just uh, try to make something work. You have to, it's the only option, you know? Um, and I, I feel for the people that aren't able to find that right now or able to do that. You know, there's a lot of people that don't know what to do. Um, and it's, it's definitely a bummer. It's, it's definitely interesting to watch how paintball is, is changing. And, uh, because it's an outside activity, because it's an activity you can social distance with, uh, Mm -hmm. a lot of the fields I've talked to actually are having huge months. They're doing incredibly well. Um, Some are having the best, a couple of the best months they've ever had, especially here where it's so hot. Yeah. uh, Comparably. Uh, (laughs) But it's, this is the hottest months for St. Louis. And so usually they're down right now. Usually that that business sinks up and instead uh, they're doing really well uh, because people are very anxious to get out, very anxious to do activities that aren't indoors. Um, Totally. And it's, it's been interesting to watch and it's been fun to play at different fields. Uh, I have St. Louis is a very uh, paintball friendly town. There are seven distinct different fields. Wow. Yeah. In just, in just my area that are all relatively close driving distance that all offer something different. And it's been amazing to see the capital improvements that a lot of those fields have done during this time. That's so awesome, dude. It's great to hear that. And, and we've heard the similar type of things, you know, as people are, you know, despite the madness, like people need paintball. (laughs) It's just point blank. People need this outlet. And we're, it's, we're in such a fortunate position with paintball 
um, to where, like you said, we're outdoors, we're able to be safe in, in the parameters that we need to be in. And we can still have fun. It's great exercise. And, and it's no wonder that, that people are thriving right now because we need this more than ever right now. Especially with exercise, man. Paintball's been the only exercise I've gotten in a long time. So mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's a, that's a really big one, especially for keeping a strong immune system, um, yeah. mental health, all sorts of stuff. And with gyms being closed, I, I don't know what kind of phase are you guys in out there in, uh, in St. Louis? What's open? What's not? Uh, it's the wild west, Ben. Everything's open. <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> All right. I there, love there it. Are, That's right. You can go city to city and there are no rules or there are lots yeah. of rules uh, or That's town right. to town. Gotcha. Um, my kids are all are both in virtual learning. The yeah. school started off saying five days a week if you want it. Then that couple weeks later, like, you know what? How about just two days a week? And yeah, a, couple, wow. a couple weeks later, like, yeah, we're just going to do virtual learning. Uh, but other people in St. Louis or other kids are going five days a week. Uh, yeah. And, and that's common, like all, all across the country, it's, uh, you know, the parameters are a little different and, um, it's a beautiful thing that, you know, thankfully we have the computer so that we can still be learning. Uh, you know, back in the day, if a virus hit, you were just like, all right, I'll see you guys when I see you. <laughs> you know? At least we have these uh, ways of, uh, connecting with each other. <laughs> Yeah. And I mean, fortunate that you can be home, John, to, uh, you know, be there with your kids as well, you know, because that's, that's an issue a lot of people are having as well. Um, for sure. I, uh, even with, uh, I've worked from home since 2005. Awesome. I'm a little more used to it than most, uh, but we'll see, we'll see how how things change. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I was just thinking, uh, as we were talking, I was thinking of how back, like when I remembered seeing Tyler play for the first time, when I remembered seeing you play, for yeah. the first time, Marcelo, because I didn't, <laughs> oh, uh, Tyler, man. Yeah. Let's see. I want to say 2003 Mardi Gras was, yeah. your, <laughs> was your first event with, uh, with Bob. That, that was a rough event there, bud. <laughs> yeah. You were like all, all of five feet tall. We had no yeah. idea you were going to be the tallest pro player in paintball. <laughs> yeah. I know. Uh, now I'm, now I'm a skyscraper out there. That's <laughs> funny, dude. With Marcelo. I want to say I first saw you in a Florida practice of all things uh, with Aftermath. Um, huh. Yeah, yeah, they went out there a lot. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, would this maybe be 2008? Oh, no. Or, sorry, 2009. No, bef- long before uh, before that, when it was, uh, I want to say. Oh, wow. Maybe. So 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 we were divisional. We were kids. Oh, kids yes. Then. Oh, yes. yeah. 100%. For sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah long sleeve shirts, divisional. Two, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to say it was it yeah. was like really early 2005 before the season started. Oh, yeah. my goodness. That's right. Uh, you actually jumped in on with some other team and we played. We were uh, like oh, at the wow. end of your practice. Whoa. And we're playing around and j- promptly yeah. ran to our Doritos or something <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> Man, I was, you, a, I was a little kid. No, yeah, oh, completely. Okay, I think that we're as, yeah. afterwards we're yelling at each other about the fourteen-year-old or something. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was thirteen. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, what man, a time, that's amazing. Do you, hey, John, do you have one of those jerseys in your collection? Which ones? Uh, an aftermath one. One of those oh, old of course. ones. Uh, yeah. Not not that old. Yeah. Not even close to that old. Uh, so yeah. it's actually funny that. Like you've got the PB Nation or the PBN logo behind you. Yeah. Uh, lots of people. Uh, I've been playing, I want to say this year it'll be 30 years. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. So that's awesome. Uh, there have been lots of phases in that. Things change. So people know me from very specific times during that. So a yeah. lot of people know me through PB Nation or uh, 
I even was involved with PB Nation for years before I started doing these uh, the YouTube videos, and then a whole new wave of people knew who I was. Before then, I could was pretty undercover. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it worked out really well for a while, and yeah. then. But before that, I mean, I played uh, locally and then played divisionally and then team turned pro, uh, ended up playing divisionally again for years. So there've been all these different phases that where I played uh, with Tyler, ran into you again at the UWLs for uh, for a little bit. Those are great. Nice. uh, Tyler was leading the Bob Long's guys Mm -hmm. to a, uh, I think they were (laughs) undefeated for years. That's right. Yeah, we went on a good run there for the 10 man. Those are some of the best memories I have playing with Bob Long out there in the woods. And those are the last times that I like played events with him. Um, and then, you know, I, since then I've played with a lot of different organizations and have been so happy and blessed and so grateful to be on Dynasty for so long now. Um, but yeah, man, those memories of running in the woods with Bob having a machine gun, just mowing the brush down. It was crazy out there. <laughs> so Bob's guns back then were no joke. Oh, especially oh, no. in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> Terrifying. 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 So yeah. for people that don't know, the UWL was the ultimate woods ball league. Yeah. It was 10 man in the woods. Uh, you played 30 minute games. Yep. Uh, you did like two insertions. Like after 10 minutes, you could come back in. And then after another 10 minutes, you could come back in. Yeah. One guy got to play with a full auto gun. <laughs> that was Bob. That, that was obviously Bob. Uh, and then the rest of us had to have uh, guns that were capped. Were they capped at 10? Yeah, it was, yeah, I think 10. Uh, yep. And then one poor son of a bitch had to play with a pump gun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep, that's right. Yeah. And yeah. so uh, Vicious was going to put together a 10-man team. They were pro at the time, and they hadn't played any UWLs, and a lot of their guys had never even played in the woods. Yeah. Uh, so Pauly uh, was in charge of the team still at the time, and he called me up. He's like, you want to play UWL with us? I was like, yeah, it sounds fun. We should pretty much oh. mop up. <laughs> It took me a minute to realize I was going to be the poor son of a bitch with a pump gun. <laughs> oh, no. That was you. Oh, that boy. was definitely me. Yeah. And so, uh, and it, then it wasn't until I got there that I realized half their, or several of their guys had never played in the woods. Oh, uh, whoa. <laughs> uh, we had a, a great play, paintball players. Of course. It's just a different ball game out there in the woods, man. <laughs> but we had guys like uh, Trevor Rezer, who plays uh, yeah. with Impact now who hadn't played in the woods. Like literally they mm-hmm. walked out there and they were completely lost. Yep. And then all the teams wanted to come and talk trash to them. No airball <laughs> bunkers out here, boy. Yeah. And so oh, they had to funny. front a little bit. We'll be fine. But then they yeah. turn around and be like, seriously, yeah. where do I go? Where are they going to be? What they're behind us. What the yeah. hell? Yeah. Uh, it was, it was a crazy format. It was like uh, call of duty domination where you had the four <laughs> flags, you know, and you yep. have your base flag on each side that you immediately would flip that flag to your color when you run by. And then it was the side flags. There's one on the left, one on the right. And you just duke it out to get those flags and make it on your color. It was crazy. <laughs> it was absolutely crazy. And needless to say, playing in the woods against former pro players, everybody followed the rules, called yeah. their hits, left <laughs> yeah. immediately. You definitely did not have to shoot people into submission. That's right. <laughs> uh, in fact, I think Tyler was the first person to actually shoot me in that uh, that first event. So the first event we played, yeah. I played with Vicious was in I I remember say, that one. Skeet. Yeah, that's right. And me uh, and Bear Digidio were actually on the team together. Uh, super funny stories with him as well as crazy times out there. Oh, what, I, I remember Bob this? yelling, yelling yeah. at Bear, <laughs> just letting him have it in front of everybody. Yeah. Just what? no, re- just yeah. brutal. 
I know. Uh, that but, was I forget what year. Do you remember what year that was, John? 2010-ish. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so I had I'd stopped playing uh competitively at the beginning of 2008. So I'd had yeah. taken a couple years. Uh I'd played one or two UWLs uh and then was uh, brought in as a pretend expert to play with Vicious. <laughs> Uh, literally explaining the rules to them in the night before. I was like, no, no, it's going to be yeah. a flag on the 50. Yeah. They're like, what? And I was like, one guy gets to leave early. What? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then when we get there and actually walk the field, this is literally the most terrifying field I've ever seen. It was crazy uh, thick. It was crazy. not just thick. There were these uh, these low trees that had all grown together that Tom had taken chainsaws and cut yeah. literal tunnels through. And when you went through these tunnels, it got dark. Oh, yeah. It was so, they were so thick, it got dark. And here yeah. I am with this pump gun in the <laughs> sand going through these dark tunnels, praying to God I do not yeah. find uh, Rodney Squires with his full auto gun <laughs> or Bob Long with his full auto gun, uh, literally just cutting people in half. It was, yeah. Yeah, when you ran into that heavy gunner, you knew it. You're like, "Oh boy, we're in trouble here." <laughs> uh, we had a uh, our heavy gunner. Some of some of the time was uh, Todd Martinez. He'd play yep. he'd play with us and play heavy gunner. And at one time, cash money. Yeah, yeah. One time, cash money went and got a couple extra pods. Came back, didn't know how far I'd gone up the field, and decided just oh. my bunker just explodes with pain. <laughs> and I literally crawled backwards out of it, yelling, yeah, hoping to God he could hear me over that machine gun. Yeah, bro, uh, it's me. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a whole, it's a whole different strategy in the woods, you know, no matter how good of a professional player you are, especially those, the big games, the different yeah. football formats and all of the rules make a big difference. And the strategy is so different that you need somebody that knows what they're doing to kind of guide the ship. Uh, and that's, that's kind of one of the, one of the reasons I think I faded away from, uh, from X ball and from seven man is that it, it felt like I'd played it before. Mm-hmm. It felt similar. It took them a, a while to start changing bunkers, to start changing enough of, of things. Um, and that's one of the things that I like about paintballs. There's so many different ways to play. Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. That and is so <laughs> amazing about paintball. Like you have literally you got, you know, five man, 10 man. You can go huge, large games, 100 on 100, the one man. There's just so many different ways to have fun with the game. 100 percent. So actually, John, what, what we really like to do is get into uh, the backstory. How'd you, how'd you get into paintball? What was your first time playing? Because yeah. you, know, you said 30 years ago, were you out there marking cattle with, uh, with the rest <laughs> of the guys? <laughs> Settle down, youngin. Uh, so, I wanted, so APG had been around for a while. Um, yeah. I remember looking through APG magazines literally a year before I played. Wow. Uh, Where'd you uh, find I, this magazine? Uh, my older brother. My older brother had it. Uh, then he disappeared one day, came back with two PGPs and zero masks. <laughs> oh no. Uh, oh, and then the first thing he did is wanted to demonstrate how, how fun it was to shoot these things <laughs> and literally shut a hole right through a plastic box. Oh wow. And I was like, I'm out. Yeah. Done. There's no way that looked like fun. It was so loud. Shot it inside. Didn't yeah. break on the box. Literally just went right through and broke on the wall behind it. Dang. So my, my first uh, paintball experience was literally just walking around our neighborhood with him. Think you can yeah. hit that? Oh, you missed it. Shoot it again. <laughs> That's so cool. Funny. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so thankfully didn't get in trouble for that. Yeah. Weren't dumb enough to shoot guns at each other. Uh, yeah, there you go. Um, and it took me 
I want to say it was the following year that he'd gone out to California, started playing more regularly with my uncle. Nice. Um, my uncle had played for years. Mm-hmm. Um, then he came home and wanted to reconnect with some of his friends that played. Uh, and I, I took him uh, and went and played. It was, it was December. It was cold. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was, they, they did the true paintball. Uh, let's make things fair. So all the young guys that haven't played before you play on that team and all the yeah. old guys that have played before we'll play on this team. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> good luck. Uh, and thankfully, uh, it was, it was all stock class. Um, pump guns and even first semis were out at that point, but the field I played at once a month would do all stock class. So it was the green, uh, Splatmaster guns that and then, literally sorry. push the back end. The, the ones that Marty Bush very famously talks about in push, I think. That's right. I remember that. And then is your uncle somebody that we would know in the industry? Since oh, not he was- at all. Okay. Not not at all. He he played with a a local team and was yeah. uh, enjoyed it and uh, but didn't play. I don't think he ever played a tournament. Didn't okay. play competitively. Yeah, uh, but just enjoyed it. Of course. Uh, so like most yeah. m- most people that play, most people of course. Shoot. Yeah. Uh, so first time out, like playing st- uh, stock class, I shot one person. He was clearly running away. Thankfully, on the <laughs> other team. Uh, but. That's not the moment that hooked me. And this is the thing that I always like to ask people when they, when they play is what, what was the moment that you knew I'm going to do this more? Yeah. Uh, what was the moment that hooked you? And it was, I remember sneaking to their side, mm-hmm. r- who knows how, I'm sure I was lost, yeah. <laughs> pulling a flag uh, and then re- like a couple different times. And one of the times returning it and j- literally just running right by the bad guys, Whoa. just in my, <laughs> got to go hang this. Yeah. Uh, that didn't work. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then a second time bringing the flag back and one of my brother's friends being like, stop, stop. Like literally 20 feet away from their, the flag station to hang it. Cause I guess we were playing a two flag game Ah, and literally goes up and tags out a player. Doesn't shoot yeah. him, just goes and surrenders him. Poor yep. guy falls over, scared out of his mind <laughs> who was underneath our flag station, hang it. And I was like, just yeah. hung the flag. I just won the game. There we go. Yeah. Nice. Uh, that. And that stuck with me for years. Yeah. So, so Dude. your like in, your turn. It's, yeah, it's let's like hear it, in golf. It's like in golf, you get that one really good hit throughout the whole day, and, and you're hooked. <laughs> yeah, and you're yeah. Marcel, Dude, Marcel I'm is hooked on golf. He hooked. is the golf fanatic. I love it. I have I have about uh, seventy terrible shots and like two good ones throughout the day. Keeps <laughs> me coming back. Um, no, it's with paintball though. It was my very first time uh, that I actually went to a paintball field. Not the first time I shot a paintball gun, which was with my dad in our backyard. Same thing. Um, no masks. We just had a little stingray talon from Walmart. And it was, hey, can you hit that? You know, shoot at it, miss it, hit it, whatever, on to the next. Um, the first time I went out to play, gosh, I was nine years old. So a long time ago, 21 years ago. And uh, I, I don't remember one moment that stuck out from that day other than when we originally went to play my dad had no intention of playing he was just watching from the sidelines and he says that he got shot watching me play in the woods and he was like oh my god that hurts so bad <laughs> and so he goes i gotta rent a gun and go out and protect my son and so yeah. he, he rented a gun and and uh we played the the whole day and just had a blast i just remember the car ride home us so stoked on the game of paintball and and we decided 
that day that we're going to play every Saturday. Um, it became a father-son thing. So that first experience, it was really just the whole experience to drive all the way down to Borderland. You know, I remember we stopped at a little deli, got lunches, had our cooler. Um, it was just a, an event, you know, it was, a, it was a, a full experience that became the best thing that could have happened to our relationship. You know, it, it's what has made us so close. So, um, just that entire day, I mean, we were, we were just totally hooked. I didn't have any moments of crawling down, grabbing the flag. I was a super scared <laughs> little kid, just like hiding, hiding in the back and, uh, trying was, to do my best. <laughs> I was a good seven years older than you. I want to say the first time oh, I played, wow. I think I was 16. Okay. I think I could drive. There okay. we go. Nice. And then, but I remember uh, Tyler, you played with your dad as well, didn't you? Yeah, that's how I got involved. My dad's an ex uh, Army Ranger, like Special Forces officer, uh, airborne infantry guy. So, um, yeah, he was all into it. And we, like, my uncle actually who's, is who first got me into it. And he took me out to this in the valley. I live in Northern California and it's all agriculture. And there was like this old abandoned slaughterhouse that we went out to for the first time. And it was crazy. And we were running in and out of this slaughterhouse. And it's two levels. And then you had like this whole uh, wooded area right next to it. So you could go out into the wooded area and then come back into the building. So that was, that was super thrilling for me. And I, I mean, I was juiced. I was scared and, uh, you know, didn't know how to hold my gun, didn't know any techniques, just running around and, and pelting, you know, paintballs around. And then, you know, growing up in Modesto, I was fortunate enough to have extreme paintball out there with Rich Telford and his camp there. And, you know, the, the slaughterhouse and playing some more woods ball was great. As soon as I found that field and started playing, like, like I was watching people playing hyperball. And then when I was 10 years old or 11 years old is when they first had the air ball with the tubes coming out of the ground, Yeah, yeah you know? Yeah. <laughs> so that was first coming. And I was like, Whoa, this is awesome. You know, it's like, yeah, I have a really geometrical mind. I'm like really math oriented and um, so I love the geometry of the fields and the, you know, the equal opportunity. And from then on, man, I just, I never looked back and I haven't looked back in over, you know, about 20 years now. Uh, but I just started hitting it hard and playing as much of those little three man events out there as I possibly could. And then I got twisted. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That was twisted. Uh, we had twisted factory and twisted kids is the team that I came up on with twisted kids. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So, so what was, twi uh, if you were in Northern California, what was Twisted's relationship with Rob Scott? Yeah, it was huge. Me, uh, my dad and Rob Scott were in business together and, uh, they oh. were actually, they were making a gun called the, uh, the dragon, I think. Um, Dude, and it had me. all twisted paintball parts. It was the mongoose, the twisted mongoose. Ah, I remember yeah. that gun. Yeah. Yeah. The twisted mongoose remember. was actually, that was like a twisted gun that, um, that we, uh, worked with national paintball on in a way and uh they acquired that and were able to do really well on that gun from what i saw you know and we my dad was like going over to asia all the time and working with rob scott and they were building all these twisted products and then that's where i got my roots is in that whole camp and yeah it was crazy <laughs> so i i knew rob uh yeah like i remember he went from twisted and he went played on the iron men that's right uh, yeah, even though he had yeah. mobi mobility issues, his hip—that's right. Yep, yeah. he has a, a hip that's that's bad. But he played. I mean, he played with Saransky. Played with the uh, when the Ironmen were uh, a oh, very yeah. respectable team. And what then, a beast! Rob yeah. Scott is such a beast for that. I, he had like seriously, and he's got a fighter's mentality. He actually owns a a boxing, boxing gym. Yeah, yep. out in Utah. 
Um, and so he's doing really well for himself and what a guy, man. Uh, thank you, Rob Scott, for everything he did for my career too, man. He, he brought me up, uh, you know, the Telford camp, all everybody in twisted, super grateful for being raised in that environment. So a dozen years later, uh, a friend of mine moved to Utah and started playing yeah. again. Nice. Uh, <laughs> and so in 2015, when they were starting up the NXL, uh, my friend called me up. He's like, Hey, we're going to, we're going to play NXL. And I was like, sounds like fun. Enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, no, no, we're, we're going to play semi-pro. I'm like, you guys are crazy. That's yeah. a terrible plan. I was like, Just start as low as you can. They're like, right. no, no, no. Uh, we put you on the roster. I'm like, it's like, I don't oh. even play. I was like, I play fun and goofing off paintball. Yeah. I don't play. Yeah. <laughs> uh, don't play competitively anymore. Haven't practiced, haven't seen the field layout at all. But you They're used like, yeah, to be yeah. you used to be on those fields, those big dog fields. You uh-huh. played you played at the top level. <laughs> but so yeah. I get tricked, just straight up tricked <laughs> by my friend. Uh he hits me with the aside from your ego, what reason would you not play with us? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, are you serious here? And so there's uh, so many reasons. Let me just count these <laughs> off for you real quick. <laughs> So, yeah. uh, Rob Scott is doing a twisted team. Oh, no way. Well, uh, with my friend. And so I come out and play with them. Yeah. Uh, and the first point, mm-hmm. this is how well organized they are that we all <laughs> walk on the field and they all, the snakes on the left side, yeah. uh, we literally don't have a first game ga- game plan. They all take the, the rec ball two steps, right game. And all oh. of a sudden I'm the guy furthest left. <laughs> so I'm the snake one. Go get it, like, buddy. Are you serious? <laughs> with a pump. They gave you a pump, too. Yeah. Thankfully, this time, uh, <laughs> armed with regulation equipment. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so I, a dozen years after you did, 13, 14 years after you did, I, I got my my one chance and played with Twisted. Dude, that uh, is awesome. How, yeah, they how'd, had it go? A, how'd you guys do? <laughs> uh, not so great. Uh, yeah. About a, as expected. Uh, they had some not they had some good players but they definitely were trying to play uh and they knew it they were trying to play yeah, up yeah. a couple divisions um, yeah, they had some good games I, I actually remember that time it was cool to see like because i was raised in that camp and then i saw that little rebirth of it happen there it was like the uh revolution or i forget the name of the team that you played on there that team name was it just twisted? i think we played as twisted okay yeah because I know they had like Twisted Revolution at one time. Maybe there there might have been yeah. a second part to it, but yeah, that's uh, awesome, man. Hey, we're yeah. brother, uh, the Twisted Brotherhood, right here. Let's go. Yeah. You know? <laughs> the uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Back to UWL. I'm pr- pretty sure that you're the one that shot me in that very first <laughs> UWL game I played. Because, like I said, these guys weren't used to it. Now it's like yeah. Tyler's literally on the other side of this thing. I'm going to go left. You're going to go right. One of us yeah. is going to shoot him in the back. <laughs> I went left. Good you luck. You blew buddy. me out of my shoes <laughs> with my pump gun. I came back and the guy's still sitting on the other side. Oh, and I was no. like, this is going to be a long weekend. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that, dude, the UWL was crazy. It was just a hunt fest because they would, most of the time, I would go like out off the break first and get that 10 second jump. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And you would, you would go either heads up with your guy and be in a, a straight up battle right off the break, or you would, you know, get the flag and then, and then here comes a whole platoon of dudes at you. <laughs> <laughs> it's just crazy. You were uh, that yeah. guy with Dynasty too when we played the UWL yeah. time. I remember that. Yep. Yeah. Got those long legs. <laughs> Drew uh Drew Templeton was was our scout that yeah. first event. Um Yeah, shout but, out to Drew. <laughs> yeah, but no, was, uh I remember we drew Bob Long our first game. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is no good. And Tom's like, that's a good dr- first draw. I'm like, why? Yeah. He's like, Well, because you're never gonna beat them. So you <laughs> might as well get practice. It's like, thanks, Tom. Yeah. I appreciate that. 
we had the legends out there. We had wow. a solid squadron. I think Dave Baines was on the team. We had, uh, yep. I think, Greg Sewers, Zach Long, obviously. Um, there was a lot of yeah. fun of fun people. Bear DeGidio was on the team a couple times there. We we actually went on a tear. Bear, we got like a few championships together, so that was Dude, fun. Shout out to Bear. He actually just sent me some uh, Hungry Bear candy. He's got those watermelon <laughs> yeah. sour patch things. I don't know if you saw those. They're absolutely oh, yeah. dynamite. Shout out to uh, the, the Hungry know. Bear company. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm waiting on my, my order. Those things look delicious. <laughs> <There you> <laughs> and so, then, so John, I want to dip back into like the grassroots again. Um, please. You So you got your start. And then how did the tournament aspect start for you? I played one, uh, one Sunday a month, uh, religiously for a year, uh, because that was their stock class day. Okay. Uh, and then after a year I played, um, or close to a year. And then, then I tried renting again. The first gun I rented didn't even function. Yeah. Like, uh, I remember literally getting behind someone being like, you're getting it. Click. (laughs) Nothing. Not, yeah, it's not one of those Emacs like uh, today's day and age or it's, something. It's a completely different world. The, the yeah. Emacs is a great example. The Emac pound for pound is possibly the best gun ever invented. I, yeah. I mean, it's crazy what they've done with that thing. Absolutely. It's, it's a insane. $200 gun. And now guys like uh, Simon from Inception is making these body kits. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can actually have a metal, you can turn it into a metal gun, put a better trigger on it. Deadly Winds got a, a different valve for it. You can literally spend more than twice the value of the gun, <laughs> uh, but it's incredible. Like, yeah, you can shoot the gun stock, and honestly, with a better barrel on it, it's incredible. Totally unbelievable. Uh, so it's it's interesting to see. Uh, you're right that how things have changed. Oh man! Because uh, my first the first gun I played with was a Splatmaster. The first gun I owned was a pump gun. Yeah, uh, I owned a Phantom pump gun. Nice. Uh, <laughs> and the first tournament I played was a local three man. Yep. And we get there and we find out like the velocity, you have to turn down the, your velocity because it's a, uh, it's a close, uh, it's the ah. first speedball court I ever played on. Whoa. So they want everybody to shoot 250. Our Whoa, guns what? did not shoot 250. Maybe it was 260. <laughs> You're <laughs> so lying them out there. <laughs> oh, literally like paint, like we'd be walking on in a panic trying to yeah. get guns past the chronograph. Uh, and what it, year was this in when you started doing these three mans? I want to say the first three men I played in was 92. Awesome. Uh, maybe early 93. Yeah. And then uh, played a five man and started started playing those and then started a uh, played a five man circuit called the MSPA, the Mid-South Paintball Association. There we go. Uh, playing, uh, that was a team, I want to say, man, a team called, uh, I think the Darksiders. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the Ridge Runners, those were the guys that dominated those. It was and it was just complete woods ball guys with auto mags and auto cockers. <laughs> nice. Uh, I, at that point, I think I'd upgraded to my sweet F1 Illustrator. The F1, it's back, dude. Let's uh, go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what we uh, our forces. We the you know the four uh, the field one force the F1. So it's back alive. Yeah, yeah it, it is back now. <laughs> yeah, a little different. Yeah, a little better. Than ever. <laughs> yeah, way better than ever. <laughs> so. And then after that, uh, upgraded to a mini mag, uh, yeah. to an air gun designs gun. Mm-hmm. Um, and then took, took off from there, like f- started figuring out how to play a little bit. Uh, I wasn't slow back then. I uh, played a lot of soccer and, nice. uh, just like now every team's looking for somebody that's not slow. That's it, dude. Yeah. Uh, You're not wrong there. Yeah. And so, uh, but no, it was, uh, it was an amazing amount of fun that the field then was adventure games in Tennessee 
okay. and Splatters in Tennessee. And both of those are, are long gone. Yeah. Uh, but still fun fields where I, I cut my teeth and where I started to learn how to play. And how long was that drive for you to get out to those fields? Uh, not that far. Those were probably, those are uh, both within half an hour, basically. Oh, nice. Okay. Of me. Uh, one was in, uh, I lived in a, a small town called Jackson, Tennessee. Uh, and I couldn't tell you what town Splatters was in, but it was close by. And Adventure Games was in Humboldt, Tennessee. Uh, and I ended up, when I went to, to college, I'd come back and I'd run the Adventure Games field for years. Yeah. Um, and that's how I paid to play for a lot of it. And that's how I found people to play. And basically the guys I played rec ball with were the guys I went and played tournaments with. Yeah. Uh, and so that's yeah. one of the things that's changed a lot in paintball that uh, it used to be that you could bring a friend and they'd come out and play with you and yeah. you play side by side, you play in the woods. You had no idea that you were terrible. You had no <laughs> idea that they were terrible. Like, yeah. uh, but with, uh, with tournaments going to, Airball and everything else, it's very obvious if you're not, oh, yeah, uh, if you're not doing well, not just that, but you have an audience part of the time. Mm-hmm. So, you people see that you're not doing well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, it's changed that dynamic a lot that people don't bring their friends out to play like they used to. Yeah. Uh, one of the guys on my team was a bartender and he was, he was a paintball evangelist. Every weekend, he would go out and he would, uh, at his work, he would convince people all night long every weekend yeah. to come play paintball with him. That's the best place to do it yeah. at the bar when they got a couple in them. You know? oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah. For <laughs> sure. It still uh it still blows my mind when you do talk to people and they they tell me that their first time playing is on an airball field. I feel like that's relatable to if it's your first time snowboarding or skiing and you go down a black diamond. Like you're not gonna do that. You, you gotta you gotta yeah. you're not gonna do that. You're not riding straight to the top of the mountain and then trying to go down. I, I, I don't think it's I don't think it's a good idea. I think it, it is is better for players to start out on a more conceptual type of, of field. Uh, not not just that, but I think uh, paintball fields have gotten very small over the years that the first fields I played at, you could sneak around. Granted, you might be sneaking around in your own back corner if you were a little directionally challenged, but at least you were alive in the game. Your heart's beating. You're, you're having fun. You, you know, you're being hunted. You Mm -hmm. think you might be hunting the other guy. You might be incredibly mistaken. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But a lot of fields have lost those fields that you can sneak around on. Uh, my local fields, for the most part, people are shooting almost instantly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember reading something when I was a kid, like there was a paintball manual. And one of their first tips for your paintball field was if people aren't <laughs> shooting their guns in the first minute or two, your Whoa. field is too big. Mm. Wow. Of When's course, the, yeah. They, and they so, want people to sell paint too, you know? Well, they wanted people to sell paint, but that shows you how big oh, yeah. those fields were. That people were actually moving around for seconds or even minutes before engaging Mm -hmm. anyone. And Mm -hmm. that just puts somebody in the game for a minute, figuring it out a little bit before they're like, they're, they're all around me. I'm terrified. (laughs) Yeah. I love that about, you know, the scenario side and the recreational, the woods ball, man. I highly encourage you. If you've only played just speedball go play some fun woods ball and just run around in yes. the in the wild <laughs> it's great it's, it's one of the things i have pb nation to thank for that i'd yeah. played a couple big games uh i'd played obviously in the woods when i started mm-hmm. but i hadn't played anything but airball for years when i yeah. joined uh, pb nation in 2000 uh f- 2007 i want to say 2006 2006 uh i hadn't played anything but airball and i they had a meetup at a big game at Sherwood Forest. Uh, and 
I had to, I went literally stood up at a friend's wedding the day before and <laughs> drove out to that one uh, bright and early. There we go. I didn't realize how regimented. We're really hung over. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I hadn't, uh, I hadn't, I didn't realize how regimented big games were. Yeah. That how like and how serious people took it. So I literally just threw on my old. I had an old far side tie dye jersey mm-hmm. from when they won uh, in '97. Yeah. So it's a ten year old jersey or something. I just walked on the field and then I got to the base and I was like, "Cool, I'm playing." And they're like, "No, you're not playing. You need an ID card. You yeah. need like they <laughs> yeah. gave me this list. I was like, "It'll be fine." Yeah, and yeah. they got upset and I was, I oh, yeah. name dropped everybody I could think of because I knew the owner of the field <laughs> and literally just walked past them. It's got tape from yeah. someone else. Did, like looking back on it, I'm surprised they didn't tackle me. Yeah, and, for uh, sure. Big games are serious business. It uh, is. Uh, it is for sure. <laughs> but ha- had a lot of fun. I was like, this is ridiculous. Yeah, it the, is. Sherwood Forest is, has, um, it was the original home of Aftershock way back in the day. Yeah. Uh, so it's close to Chicago. It's owned by a guy named Joe Stayback, who used to own a team called Thunderstruck. Nice. Uh, I remember that. that was a divisional team for a long time, a very competitive team. Uh, but he literally has taken tens of thousands of railroad ties and built Whoa. castles, built forts, built uh, – I used to tease him that anytime he got shot on his own field, he'd build this whole structure there <laughs> yeah. to make sure it never happened again. Yeah. Uh, and it's literally one of the most built-up fields in the world. That's yeah. awesome. Um, and so it was neat to see it because that was one of the first fields I'd practiced with with Farside 10 years earlier. Wow. Uh, and so it was neat to go back and play a big game. And it it took me a couple big games to realize that it's not uh, it's not the whole thing that really has to capture you. It's these moments. Mm-hmm. Like at one point, uh, again, at Sherwood Forest, there was a ramp, a wooden ramp, and I had cleats on. And so there were two guys at the bottom of this ramp, and I could hear their full-auto Tipmans just blazing <laughs> Just something shooting way faster than guns should shoot these yeah. days. Tell me if John Wick slid down that thing. Oh, God, no. I was terrified. <laughs> oh. And so here I am. I've been playing paintball 20 years at this point. I have an autococker, and I watch the first ball roll out the barrel oh, and just no. go down this ramp, go ding, ding, ding. <laughs> as oh, I'm tr- as I, my cleats can't uh, because there's paint on it. So I'm sliding down yeah. slowly on my feet. Yeah. yeah. Just thinking, okay, now I have to shoot a blank shot. Sliding. <laughs> Sliding. And I have to choose when I get to the bottom of this ramp, it's two walls. I have to shoot either the guy on the left or the guy on the right. Yeah. And but I have to shoot a blank shot, then shoot a ball, then shoot another ball oh boy. at the other guy, and then hope to God neither one of these guys cheats me and just yeah. doesn't blow my head clean off with their full auto gun that yeah. sounds like it's shooting 320. Oh boy. And yeah. so at just at that moment, I was um it was much like a years later in Mesquite. Uh, yeah, Nevada yeah. playing UWL. It was terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> and I couldn't tell you how long it'd been since I'd been literally terrified playing paintball, and oh, it yeah. was a blast. And it was one of those moments that, thankfully, I got to realize in the moment. Yeah, I was like, I am having all sorts of fun. Yeah, man, and God bless like Tim Montressor. God bless everybody who's pioneered uh, these ways of being able to keep this type of style of paintball alive for the community because it's so huge. It's fundamental to the experience of paintball. Um, and we, we cannot just have tournament. We need to have every type of paintball Absolutely. imaginable. Yep. We have to have the, as much paintball as possible. We need to have, you know, just as many games going as we can. Mm-hmm. And, and embrace those different kinds. It's impossible. Yeah. Uh, Tim has done, Tim did something that nobody else did with ICC, yeah. but you got to give credit to Tom Cole. Tom yes. ran yes. 10 man events. He ran UWL. 
He yeah. bought the SPPL. He mm-hmm. uh, He's doing the NXL mechanical ICPL now. Uh, yeah. Tom definitely kept it alive. Uh, credit to the Fight Club guys who had a couple 10-man events who just brought yeah. it back to old school 10-man. Yeah. Uh, and then Tim just took it to a whole new level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I mean, um, I, I played my first big game. Obviously, when I first started paintball, we didn't have airball at that time. You yeah. know, back in 99, airball wasn't even a thing yet. Um, they had the speedball concept fields. That was like the fast version. But, uh, yeah. you know, I, I got away from that for a long time, for many years. I, I was so committed and focused only on playing tournament style paintball, you know, where it's a uh, traditional X ball. And, and I thought this is the way forward and it's the only way forward. But I was so naive to thinking that. Um, and in the last few years, I've really just fall, fallen completely in love with the whole game of paintball again. Um, last yeah. year, I played my first big game out in Wisconsin and I, I had so much fun. They, 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 they nominated me to be the general, which it sounds cool, but it's actually the lamest job because you're supposed to sit <laughs> in the little tower with a walkie talkie. <laughs> It, like halfway through, I was like, I'm done giving orders. I'm going to go out and play. I want to go shoot yeah. people. The, the, trick, I mean? the, the trick is to is to be the figurehead when, yeah. when they get you into that. You find yeah. somebody else that is, that's good at it, that wants to do it. You're like, I'm like Ronald McDonald. I yeah. don't actually manage the money. <laughs> yeah. That's your job. I'm just going to go out there and be the face. Totally, for sure. But um, yeah. I, I had so much fun with it. You know, I, we, we had like 75 on 75. Um, well, whose field was that? Uh, outdoor Adventures. Right. Up in uh, Appleton, amazing! Okay. Shout out, shout out to the Burnsides, Amy and uh, Richard Burnside. They're amazing. I go out there at least once a year to do a clinic. Um, they have a, an awesome facility and they have a great field there as well. Um, We're gonna have to do some PTG schools out there, huh? Yes, absolutely, we do. One hundred percent. You're going to Wisconsin pretty soon. Um, yeah, I'll be out at a competitive yeah, yeah. edge out there in that area. Yeah, nice. Yeah, shout but out. um. Yeah. But yeah, so it was my first experience with the, you know, they, they, every 15 minutes they would change the slapstick that you have to go and hit. And then you, oh, you know, boy. if it's on your color, like you have to hold it down for a while. We got ourselves in some really bad situations where we'd hit the slapstick. <laughs> everybody dies around us. And I'm like, okay, I hear about 30 people coming and there's like two of us, you know, you're like running out of yeah. air sometimes. It's crazy. It's a lot of it fun. Is. There's so much going on. And for like just the pure raw joy of the game. I mean, yeah, I I'm, all in. I Tyler and I talk about it all the time, but all in on pushing all formats of paintball because there's there's players that don't like tournament paintball, and I get that. And I actually think the regular uh, in the woods or concept fields that stuff's probably more appealing to majority of the general public. So it's, you it's know, interesting we, that there there's so all these different ways to play, right? Yeah. yeah. There's magfed pump yeah. uh, stock class. Yeah. Uh, we, but it's crazy how we forget about some of them. I know, we, right? We haven't played. Nobody's really played like a seven man tournament with yeah. uncapped. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that was the most fun ever. Cause I and felt like was, I was, I was really good at like getting the trigger going. I have really yeah. good yes. trigger speed. So, so I had like a little advantage. Yeah. I've always yeah. thought that paintball should be semi-automatic uh, and it should yeah. be like as fast as you can shoot should be a skill. But yeah. that's, uh, it's like we follow these trends, right? Yeah. So now nobody, nobody's played it an event like that. Totally. Uh, and all the time people say, Oh, that was the golden age or that was when it was uh-huh. more fun. It's like host an event. Yeah, let's go. Oh, <laughs> hey, shout, shout out to HK though. HK did just put a little seven man on. Yeah. Granted it, granted yep. it wasn't uncapped. I don't think, I think it was like 13 balls a second semi-automatic, but, 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 but still, it was super cool. Yeah. 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 It's, it's doing something different. Uh, same thing yeah. with HK and go sports doing these one-on-one events. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Years ago, there was that, that Vegas three man that, that we yeah. did. Um, <laughs> 
but no, it's, it's fun to see all of these different ways to play. And it's one of the things, it's one of the big advantages of paintball that we don't push. Yeah, I agree. That they're always all these, as soon as it's not fresh, that's on us. That's right. I agree. I totally Uh, agree. We can find little ways to tweak it, to enjoy it, uh, to fall in love with it all over again. Uh, One of the things that that's been bugging me recently is uh, like we just talked about. So my first moment in paintball where I was hooked was grabbing a flag. Yeah. Well, I go to these fields now all the time where they don't play. They play basically elimination every time. Yeah. As soon as the last guy shot, they're like game over barrel plugs, keep your masks on walk. Uh, Instead of us playing a game that involves paintball guns, we're playing a game that is the paintball gun. Yeah. It's all about shooting people out that I think a lot of fields have gotten a little lax in the industry in general. When's the last time somebody came up with a new game that was different, that that they tried to push at a local field where they tried to mix up how people were playing, where they tried to get people, uh, especially the first time you play, you're not great shooting that gun. (laughs) Yeah. You're not accurate with it. You don't, you don't know how far away you don't know when to start shooting. You, all of it's new, right? So finding ways to to make people actually think and play and use other skill sets. Uh, you might be able to run and grab that flag, you know? Might, yeah. Might be dumb enough to do that. Like I, <laughs> I love uh, that though, but that's such an amazing story. And you're right, yeah. man. We need, we need all the, all the little gimmicky things that we can get to make it it's, as interesting as possible. And it doesn't, it's not, not necessarily a gimmick thing. It's something that, uh, that first guy, when he plays, that it got to get his brain going that, yeah. and not just that, but it generates these cooler stories when yeah. he comes out and he goes and tells his friends, I was robbing the bank. I had this big <laughs> bag of money. I was you were doing what? Yeah. Uh, it, it gets people interested and in, involved. It, like I said, it makes their lies better that they tell later. Yeah. Uh, it's <laughs> the first, like when I started playing paintball, uh, when you went to a field, one of the things you did is you played different games over the course of the day. Yeah. You played a flag game. You played a center flag game. You played protect the president or some other Terminator kind of games. And some of them were ridiculous and deserve to go away. Uh, Some of them (laughs) make sense. Uh, Some of them, you obviously have to have the right number of people to do. Yeah. Uh, But I think we've lost a lot of that over the last 10, 20 years. Yeah, I know at Extreme Paintball, we would be playing all types of different games, like how you're talking about there. Like Rich Rich has those grassroots in the game and, you know, he's uh, been in this industry for a long time. I don't even know how long, but even longer, you know, I saw him when I was 11. That was 20 years ago and he was in it. In, that was when he was pro on Ironman and, and stuff so, like that. So I have a, a good memory uh, of those guys. Yeah. Um, let's in, hear the that. Mi- <laughs> in the mid nineties, uh, I went and visited a cousin in California yeah. and I played tournaments at that point, but I didn't play, I'd never played national tournaments or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so went out to the local paintball store and the guy behind the counter was O Pollock. Oh, wow. And I, I knew who O was and I was like, Oh, that's pretty cool. This, this guy plays for Bob Long's Ironman. Yeah. I was like, that's neat. So I, I'd gone into the store just to find a field. I was like, hey, I want to play this weekend, but I don't want to beat up on kids. Uh, <laughs> Good so for you, is, dude. Good is there you. is there like a local practice I can jump in on or yeah. something? And he's like, 100%. I was like, cool. He's like, meet in this parking lot. We'll all drive out to the field. It's kind of in the middle of nowhere. Whoa. I was like, that's weird. Yeah. And then he said, he said, he's like, paint will be this. And it was paint cheaper than I'd ever paid in my life. I was like, that's crazy. Yeah. So we get out and it's Woods Ball. I'm like, okay, that's okay. No big deal. I, the only jersey I had was a bright jersey, though. Oh, well, O's boy. there as well. O's going to play. 
And I was like, that's pretty cool. O is going to play with these local kids. No, no, no. He invited me out to Bob Long Ironman <laughs> practice. <laughs> oh boy, you're Get in them. it. And I was like, and the 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 uh, I played with the second team. There was a Bob Long's Ironman too. I played in one of those plaid jerseys, uh, but played against uh, played against Bob, played against Weasel, played against Rich, wow. played against all these guys that uh, yeah that I knew of, but had never played with. Because in middle of Tennessee, you don't exactly get to play against current yeah, pros, yeah. much less the pros that at the time, I think were winning the, that's right. Uh, the league. Yeah, that's right. Um, so that's what a story, dude. That's crazy. So you show up and they're like, Oh, uh, by the way, you're playing the best team in the world. Good <laughs> luck out there. <laughs> well, and not just that, but it was fun. Like they, like after each game, like the Ironman two would all sit down and be like, okay, like this guy did good. And this guy, and they'd get, like, always like, okay, who was the idiot that like went up and bunkered him? And uh, uh, that was me. And I'm like, yeah. eh, never mind. Yeah. And they just kind of, uh, <laughs> we'll let it slide. But, yeah, no. Well, it was like a couple of times I think they were going to give me praise, and but it oh, was worked both ways. It was like yeah. it didn't matter what I did. I didn't count. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it was this neat experience. And I think it's one of the reasons later now uh, we were talking yeah. about how I, I've i gotten into different parts of paintball over the years. One of the re- ways people know, some people know me now is I've been collecting paintball jerseys for That's years. That's right. Man, and do you have a collection? Holy oh, moly. Yeah, so where best. can people see your collection so that they know where, where to find this? I hide that just to, so people think I'm sane. <laughs> uh, I don't need to show all of them off in one place and, and for people to realize the depths of my crazy. How many jerseys do you have? Let's not get into that. Dude, uh, come on. I need to know. We got to know. How- Real quick, for, for our YouTubers, you could already tell if you go and check out the YouTube right behind yeah. John, he's got three awesome plaques of some old school guns. I see some other guns uh, over your right, right shoulder. Like, man. Yeah. And and for people that, that might not know you, John, cause you, you do kind of as, as popular as you are in a way, you also are kind of behind the scenes, you know what I mean? That's right. I I very much, I very much try and hide. Yeah. (laughs) But but, I mean, you are a legend in the game, which is why Tyler, I wanted to have you on. You, you have helped run one of the largest, sports forums in the world not just paintball if, if i remember yeah. correctly pv nation back in the mid 2000s was recognized as one of the largest sports forums in the world out of any sport not, not just not just that it was one of the largest forums at one point it, it's nuts uh, yeah and totally so like everything things evolve right yes. so before social media we had myspace and we had pv yeah, nation yeah that's right right uh, and right. then for yeah. years we were uh, i saw facebook as kind of the enemy it uh-uh, took yeah. me a long time to realize that, oh, Facebook is just another way that we can feed the site. YouTube's another way we can feed the site. Instagram's yeah. another way we can feed the site. And totally. so I grew those to be these big channels. Yeah. Uh, I love that. I actually, but, let's, uh, yeah, let's, let's dig into that. PB Nation a little bit here. And I, then we'll, I kind of want to dip back into your pro story and talk about you playing in the game as well. Um, let's, let's dig into PB Nation. How did you get your roots in PB Nation and how did that, that thing start? You were, you were with them for quite a while, right? For quite a while. And um, real, I was with real, real quick. Sorry, just to add on, let's also like, if, if you do know, I'm sure you do how PB nation even started in the first place and then how you got yeah. with them, you know? Yeah. So PB nation started with a couple kids in high school. Uh, one kid in particular, uh, Tony Riker. He basically went home on Christmas vacation, started a forum so he could go back to school and tell kids <laughs> I started a forum. No way. Uh, it, it crashed. He lost all the information. Oh, uh, he he started it back up a couple months uh, later. Yeah. He basically borrowed his dad's credit card and uh, <laughs> got it rolling. He had a server in his bedroom at one point. Uh, Out of so, <laughs> uh, It was 
I, he he enlisted another guy named Kyle, who was a programmer already. And between Kyle and Tony, uh, they were the cornerstones of PB Nation for years. Okay. Uh, but they did not necessarily have the business acumen. Mm-hmm. Um, they get sponsored by uh, or they, uh, like WDP would pay them with an angel for ads. And they'd be like, well, I can sell this and make money and pay bills or I can go play with it. Yeah. So what are they going to go do? They're going to go play with it. I got the best gun in the game. <laughs> yep. And so they had a, they had a blast. Uh, after a, a little bit, they involved Tony's or Tony's dad, Ed, and Ed bought them out and get, basically employed them. Oh, wow. Wow. Um, and so they had real jobs being running this paintball forum. Wow. And developing this paintball forum. And that's when he found other ways to monetize the site. And it actually was this groundbreaking uh, website for years, not just within paintball. Yeah. No, uh, but but I, especially in paintball. Um, yeah. Because PB Nation, especially, you know, back when we started, PB Nation was that all was week it. long. All week long. Yeah. You're on PB Nation, yep. like searching the forums. It was a center yeah. of connectivity. Both of your dads were on PB Nation. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, think my, I think my dad got banned a couple times. He started a lot of fights. I was like, Dad. He definitely stop. did. He, I was like, God, I, I when I turned pro uh, with <laughs> this the is Iron great. Man, dude, this when, is I, amazing. when I turned pro for the Ironman, I all of a sudden, I would get this message from someone, dude, what is your dad's problem? What are you oh, about? And then I would go look on the forum and he would be in a, a two-page argument with some new player, you know, that's talking <laughs> about what gun's better. I'm like, dad, you can't do that. You know, you're- With his own name. Exactly. No, he openly advertised it. He would like basically sign it, Marcelo Margot's dad, you know? Oh, <laughs> I'm like, dad- you you can't do that. He's like, what? What's the problem? This this guy's an a hole. You know, I'm like, no, that's not the point. What, I, what, <laughs> go ahead, John. Uh, is your dad Italian? Yeah, yeah, yeah. super <laughs> Italian. <laughs> uh, does but he has a heavy accent. Oh yeah, he has a pretty good accent. Not super heavy, but he has an accent for sure. Um, uh, yeah, because yeah. he called me at one point, like, oh, and he got heated. <laughs> oh, and I was, <laughs> oh my god this is great this is uh, gold man. but no but he but it was just like my son like and i it, i had to put piece it, piece it together because it was like coming in in the middle of a conversation yeah so oh like please please fill yeah. me in on this conversation oh, i need to know what happened <laughs> i just remember enough that he was upset about getting in trouble and he was yeah uh, and so i have to piece it together and finally figure out i was like this is marcello's dad well they're not yeah. really that many marcello's out that's there that's right Marcello, uh, baby. Yeah. <laughs> so no, uh, but no, it, yeah. a very good guy. And then I think I, I saw him later at events. Yeah, um, for sure. awesome. he would always make a point. Yeah, uh, is he still with us? No, he he passed. He left us uh, last November. You know, and um, yeah. he was ready. You know, he was ready. As as hard as as it is to lose a parent or someone you love, man. Sometimes you just feel a little bit of relief, you know, because they're they're Our, yeah. yeah. I remember that he he had health issues. He was a little older, wasn't he? Yeah, he passed at eighty years old. So yeah, yeah. And Marcella, you're the you're the greatest son in the world, dude. Uh, just all the way through, like, just uh, I was there with you, like, you know, and and uh, yeah, couldn't ask for a better kid than you, Marshy. Thanks, man. Well, I was just trying to yeah. repay him for all the awesomeness that he brought to me my entire life. <laughs> yeah. Truly, just well, me, both of you had those- very. Except for those those moments on PB Nation where I just wanted to strangle him. Like, yeah, this is my reputation. And I just turned pro too, you know, so I'm so embarrassed. I'm like, Dad, 
if you're going to do it, you need to create like an alias account. <laughs> Not let people know that you're like, oh, this is so embarrassing. But yeah, shout out to my proud pops. <laughs> but no, I like he, he left me with a very good impression was of the course. funny part was that. Yeah, uh, he's the man. Even though, mm-hmm. uh, but it, like it was just very obvious. He was a very generous guy that he yeah. loved you and that he loved being part of this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, and that's incredible. I mean, it's, but it's, it's a very good indicator for people, uh, as they grow up and have their own kids that yeah. you guys have both survived and thrived in paintball, but both of you had very supportive parents. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. that's right. Totally. Oh, I, I would not, I'm both of us without our fathers would not have been able to do any of this. Absolutely. Uh, and so that's yeah. nuts. I mean, it's like we're, uh, we're in an age now where it's not uh, us thinking as much about uh, our parents, but thinking about our kids, thinking about the next generation of how it's, uh, totally. how that's- it's different. That's on the forefront of our thought processing of even creating this whole platform of play the game and nurturing the the sport and, you know, doing it for the youth and making sure that we have something very uh, powerful and worthy of the future generations to come. You know, we want to make sure that we pass down a good product to the people. We have to make sure that this is uh, something that we can grow with. And that's it's, what it's all it's about. very interesting. Like, like I said, I, you guys told me you were going to do it. I thought it would be a good fit for both of you. Yeah. Um, and was excited about it. Even though I'm not a podcast person, I was excited to see you guys awesome. uh, do this and, and thrive with it. Cause right now there's no winner when it comes yeah. to, uh, to podcasts. There's, I guess, uh, Rabikoff did one a year or two ago. Yeah. And I think he stopped. And now with COVID there are a hundred of them these <laughs> yeah. out there, yeah. uh, but it's good. That's right. Absolutely. Uh, and, the way most of this stuff and the way a lot of media evolves is there will probably be a winner at mm-hmm. some point. Yeah. You're it not wrong. It might be a year or two. <laughs> yeah. There might be a couple that, that are in, in the running, but it will be, Yeah, uh, I'm glad to see you guys in it for the long haul and, Thank you. and yeah. making so many of them. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And we're all winning if we're all boosting paintball. Like, you know what I mean? That's what it's all about. Obviously, you know, we want to give the people the most quality product we can and, and the stories. It's all about the heritage to us. We want to pass down these stories. And See, I'm so bad culture. at that. <laughs> I, I'm terrible about remembering paintball stories. I'm t- I, I don't like telling them. I'm not good. Like, yeah. I'm not a good storyteller. Well, you, it's, you've been good here. You've been really good. Yeah. And, uh, but, and actually, go ahead, Marshy. <laughs> but let's, let's get back into the story. Actually. <laughs> yeah. Why you got to yeah. do me like that? I tell you, this is not my favorite part and immediately throw me under the bus. Uh, yep. You're on the wrong but, show, baby. <laughs> oh, no, no. That's, that's, I came prepared. I brought distractions. So there we that. go. Oh, oh yeah. I, I, Speaking I, of the distractions, I do want you to tell me what those four guns on, on your back wall there before we uh, get into the PB nation again. So, so funny enough, those change. Um, oh, wow. Okay. They're, they're just, uh, I don't have, I do have a couple guns that I no longer play with because yeah. it'd be a crime to lose them. Yeah. Uh, but I have to, uh, and those are, are very much display guns. There are a couple on the table below it as well that we can go through as many of them as you guys want. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Because a couple of those are iconic. Um, no way. Dude. The, a couple of those are either one of a kind or a first one or early team guns or owned by, uh, by people that are actually famous in this industry. Yeah, go check out the YouTube. Yes. Play the game is the name of the channel, and check out these guns on the YouTube there. Uh, and that, not just not just that, but although I refuse to answer the jersey collection question, <laughs> mainly because I have no idea. Is how it many over three hundred? No, probably not. Okay, Ho- okay, hopefully not. Yeah, it's up there. It's it's, right it's close. There. <laughs> uh, the but no, I have a stack of jerseys that I just grab some random ones. Uh, yeah, that we can go through some of those just to and, yeah. and talk about that. But it, it's interesting because. 
autocockers and and old guns is another way that I have a group of friends that collect those. I have yeah. a group of friends that collect jerseys. Mm-hmm. Uh, a group of friends that uh, the the t shirt I'm wearing is from my old uh, ten man team back in the day. Yep. And then uh, shout out to Farside. Far He's got a Farside shirt on there. <laughs> and then we've played uh, some some of the these throwback events. Uh, yeah. Literally, I'd made. I just talked to Todd at Raza one day and was like. I need a, a far side Jersey. Cause I need a Jersey I can play in. That's a modern Jersey that I'm not worried about ruining an old JT yeah. Jersey with the vinyl on the back or yep. a old renegade Jersey or something like that. Mm-hmm. So he, he made like, he sent me the design for a far side Jersey. And I was like, that's cool. And I'm like, I should, it's Todd's a business. I should see if anybody else wants one. And <laughs> so he's not just making one Jersey for, for me. Yeah. So some of my idiot friends got them. Yeah. And then of course, <laughs> True to form, they're like, well, we have jerseys. We got to go play an event. That's like, right. Of course. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is a terrible plan. <laughs> like, half these guys hadn't touched a gun in literally three, four, five, eight, ten years. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so we put a ra- this ragtag group of misfits together. That's the, the best, though. That is the yeah. best. <laughs> and it was it was hilarious seeing everybody yeah. fall into their old roles. <laughs> seeing... Uh, uh, the guy that I played with and was roommates with for a long time. Uh, my first real paintball job was at a company called PMI. Yeah. Uh, PMI was out of Chicago. Um, and it's basically what has evolved into key, uh, and then evolved again, uh, into GI. Yep. Uh, in fact, the, the same guys that I worked with now run GI. Oh, so wow. my roommate back then was, uh, was John Rathman. Yeah. And, John. uh, Johnny is the sales manager at GI. Yeah. And his boss was Saransky, and Saransky's now the president of GI. Yeah. Um, so uh, there was a long-running joke on Farside that whoever was my roommate basically ended up on the team. <laughs> uh, Room so, with that guy, you're in there. <laughs> basically, because like they they'd be come hang out at practice, and then yeah. I was a I was even at that point I was the guy that had been on the team just about the longest, and I would be I would yeah. obviously advocate for them. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't be a roommate with a sh- sh- uh, with yeah, a terrible paintball player. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, that uh, you know we have a similar thing on Dynasty. It's like if you you know if we're going to be on the team, we got to got to be a good roommate. We got to make sure <laughs> you know that's what it's all about. <laughs> uh, so I didn't know Johnny at all, but he was hired at PMI at the same time I was. Yeah, uh, and so we basically just kind of fell into b- being roommates. Uh, and then Johnny was would play on the team, and then he was he took things more seriously than most. So he ended up running the team for the most part. Dang. And then now with, like I said, we're doing this again, playing 10 men and poor Johnny, we trick him into running <laughs> the team instantly. Like there you go. Str- right away. We're looking to him. It's like, so what's the plan? You're, so, the, uh, you're the best when, at this. You should run the team. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then we asked the first 10 men we played was the one that uh, Lane held at his yeah. down at his field. Uh, Lane Wright, who used to run the PSP uh, the biggest at the time, the biggest tournament series in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we accidentally win that thing. Dang. That's uh, awesome. And so then my guy's like, we got to play more of these. And I'm like, this now is you're so really- <laughs> much babysitting. <laughs> yeah. Then you're really in for it. Now you want there. Uh, I think the picture I have on my, on my Facebook is from that, that, and it's me diving and literally behind me, you can see a guy literally looking at his own gun because <laughs> it's broken, <laughs> pointing at his own face. I'm sure turning knobs on his autococker. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the guy who's supposed to be having your back and supporting you out there. Come- Oh, I think it's probably the guy that was supposed to be in the bunker I'm diving into. Oh, yeah. and then, uh, so, uh, but no, it was fun that like the, we, we actually shot a couple of the prototype GMAX at the time, the mechanical uh, G-Tech that Planet Eclipse would later release. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was their foray back into mechanical guns. 
Yeah. Uh, and so it was fun to play with these guns that weren't released yet that just like the Emac, just flawless, had no issues. You didn't have to worry about, uh, weren't super expensive. Uh, a bunch of my guys tried to, pl- the guys that didn't have the Emacs tried to play with autocockers and other guns that hadn't been aired up in 10 years. Yeah. Didn't function. Cause even, uh, but it, the Pro- throwback events were a lot of fun. Uh, oh, yeah. and then I think that we won the second one we played as well by accident. There we go. There uh, we, we go. <laughs> we played, uh, the fight club 10 man. That was all hyperball. That's this, fun. This one we were outclassed at the all Americans had, had their team infamous, had their guys Damn. Aftershock was there on their home field. Whoa. Uh, and Johnny if didn't show Johnny had a, a, a different <laughs> obligation and he was oh. sick of telling who to sit. So he was, he, uh, didn't yeah. show up for that one. Yeah. Um, but it, it was just as much fun. It was just And ridiculous. you guys came out with a win at that uh, event there. Dang. Yeah, we, we won that one. Uh, and my friend from Utah uh, that now lives out uh, in Utah came yeah. back and played that one. Uh, his name's uh, Jamin Kunke. And his, he's that. someone that I hadn't seen much around. So it was uh, yeah. it was this, this fun reunion of people that I didn't uh, hadn't seen, didn't get to see anymore, used to be great friends, uh, and just fall right into it like it was like – We'd seen each other. We'd practiced the weekend before, like riding a bike. Yeah, it's like timeless. riding a bike. Well, aside from yeah. the fact that we we have a very firm rule of no practice. Yeah, uh, we're, we're spread out over like eight different states or something yeah. ridiculous. So yeah, uh, just for the love of it. Yeah, you're yes. doing it for the love of the game, man. That's, that's so play, goof yeah. off. Hopefully, the, uh, uh, more of us own Planet Eclipse guns now, so more guns work. So that makes my life easier. Yeah. <laughs> And speaking of the guns, which one is the gun by the autococker there? I could see the autococker, and then there's one right next to the autococker there. All right, so across, well, actually da- down even further. Uh-huh. I think. Who knows? What, here, let's let's do this. Okay. <laughs> okay. I think he's gonna grab them. Yeah. And then uh, a couple. Uh, there we go. Because they, they all have stories. Uh, let me know if we go on too long with any of this stuff. They right. they all mean something to me, but yeah. they all can just get lifted right up. For sure. Yeah, let's let's dig into some of his uh his amazing guns that he has here and then we're going to dig into the PB Nation backstory and he also played pro paintball too, so we want to talk about that as well. He's grabbing these off the wall as we speak. Just an all-time story collector right here. <laughs> yes. One of the Straight most up. probably has the one of the deepest collections in all of paintball. He's got so much paintball uh I I, I dug a, dug a couple of these out of the safe for this. There uh, we go. Love that. Uh but let's Whoa. see. Oh, All right. Oh, so I don't know if you can see the engraving on this. This is uh, a Team Navarone oh, gun. Navarone. Yeah, I called it. Uh, hey, Shout Marcelo. Out. Yeah, you yeah, just so, got that jersey. Yeah, oh, 100%. Man. One of our buddies uh, at the Denver Clinic, because he heard on the Matty Marshall podcast talking about Navarone. Navarone played at yeah. Borderland. That's where I started playing. So Navarone was the first team that I saw. He gave me yeah. a, a, a jersey of theirs from like 1998. So sick. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. – so, like, John like you said, it. John will buy it right now for five hundred. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, so, yeah, Maddie came from Navarone. Uh, Maddie Marshall, uh, Davy Williamson uh, played yeah. for Navarone. Yeah, I don't know if Micah did uh, a lot. I don't. There are a lot of those guys of that Ironman era. Yeah, that's right. Uh, played with Navarone, yeah. and so this one's pretty cool because it's got the the jewel like actually yeah. embedded yeah. in it dude that's so, so on here we got this blue navarone jewel with the engraving of navarone and and what kind of an autococker is that that's not it's called it's actually a sniper three sniper uh, it's three. it's a pump gun there we um, go wow and then that's amazing. this was 
this might have been the autococker at the end. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. There so is. this is one of Inception's remake of the Predator autococker. Yeah. Uh, the Predators were a team I looked up to for, out of England. Yeah. Um, they switched from automags to autocockers in the mid-90s. And they were this, uh, this legendary team. Uh, they shot Bell Sales guns, which I was a big fan of Bell Sales. I've never even heard of that. Wow. What was that? Bell Sales? Uh, the Evolution. Okay. Okay. Awesome. The Evolution Autococker and the Predator Autococker were Bell Sales guns. I see. Okay. Um, and then this is Simon's uh, homage to them. Wow. And so when they when the Predator guys started playing paintball again, these are guys older than I am. When they started playing woods ball again the last couple of years over in England, uh, Simon made them a Predator Autococker and most are green and this one's black. Uh, awesome. So a little different. Yeah. But cool. This, uh, this valve is the valve that I played with for years on Farside. Uh, yeah. This is actually the very first RT uh, that, automag. Well, that looks like some Star Wars stuff. It's, right there. <laughs> it's a stormtrooper <laughs> gun. <laughs> yeah. the, the ones that we played with, uh, one of the guys on the team worked for Airgun Designs, Jeff Schreiber. He now uh, runs Powerhouse, the regulators. That's right. Shout out so to Powerhouse. Schreiber would cut all of these guns up. They would start like this, these monstrosities. Uh, and he worked at Airgun and we would tell him like, no, these guys, these have to be race guns. He's got to be. The, like got to make race cars, got to make them small, got to make them light. And so he literally would chop these guns into pieces. Whoa. Uh, and then we would play with the lightened version, but the valve I played with was valve number one. Dang. Uh, Cause that's, that's the one that he, he had access to. to Whoa. Uh, and so it was, it was a running joke on the team that you'd give Jeff your gun and then God knows what you'd get back, <laughs> yeah. but you didn't complain. <laughs> uh, I went out not, since I was new and dumb to far side, I went out and bought this sweet, black mini mag yeah uh i literally got back the foregrip there was no <laughs> other piece to this gun oh, and shoot. so the gun i i gave him was worth real i was like uh so what about he's like it's gone brother it's gone oh no <laughs> but, what but the gun he money? gave back worked <laughs> so much better we were sponsored by jt you literally could read scott in the side of it from a scott sticker that had been there for years and gotten <laughs> peeled off whoa <laughs> it looked like it'd been run over by a truck to a certain extent uh but Shot absolutely amazing. Yeah. Uh, nice. And so we were very uh, loyal to uh, to Schreiber and to to Airgun for years just because it was somebody within the industry who worked there and who was, who was fighting the good fight. Like he was trying to tell Airgun how to stay relevant. And if they listened to him, they might have stayed in it. Eh, you never know. Uh, That's right. Uh, and I love all the videos that you do as well. Um, you know, I see videos all the time of you testing out different guns and just giving your insights. And I think it's really beneficial for the community. Love that you do that. Absolutely. It's just one of those things that, uh, so it's funny because again, I don't want, I'm not a big, uh, uh, video watcher. I love the videos back in the day, push serial killers, Sunday drivers. Uh, but even then I'd only watch them once or twice. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. don't, I'm not the kind of person that watches movies hundreds of times I haven't seen Anchorman 500 times or something <laughs> yeah. uh, or grandma's boy. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, uh, but there's, there's some modern movies like uh, Dan Napoli made some inc- uh, incredible movies that, that I really liked. Mm-hmm, uh, yeah. He's actually um, coming out with that, a new movie yeah. about X factor that it's, we, well, it's, it's a yeah. re a done movie that's already yeah. been out. Correct. Okay. Yeah, um, that's right. That's right. Uh, but yeah, it's got a new ending because he put it out before X Factor had won an event. That's right. Yeah, uh, and so now he get, gets to make the the right ending. It's it was always one of the jokes. Uh, so Pat's four. Uh, yeah, Pat did uh, Heroes for a Day, the excessive story. Yeah, um, 
And it was like it was made for him. He did this incredible movie. And at the end, they won. Like while he's still filming. That they made the ending for him. Yep. Um, That was actually a movie that was brought. That was a a PB Nation was one of the biggest uh, sponsors behind it. I think we were the presenting sponsor. Or I think the owner of PB Nation actually had a a producing credit on it. That's crazy. Uh, Wow. Because Pat was a friend. Uh, and in fact, Bonnie did, uh, Pat's wife at the time did all the PB nation merchandising for years and years. Wow. Cool. That's awesome. Uh, but no, it's, uh, I love those kind of films. These, these big epic, uh, this Dan Napoli one, like I said, it it spans years for X factor because it's them as the almost team. Right. Yeah. Uh, until they had that just incredible year. I know, man, it was mad. It was a magical year for those guys. That was crazy turn of events. And they, Really showed uh, the true colors, man. They're deep, deep roster, uh, and not just that, but it, it was. It's a good paintball story because it did things uh, like it really brought the company JT back to the forefront. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, that JT had been uh, they'd been goggles for years, but when I came up, JT was the company everybody wanted to be sponsored by. Yeah, that's John right. Gregory was was the man. Uh, the very first ten men I went to, I watched the Iron Man on the sidelines yeah. next to an older gentleman and just talked to him. And as we walked away, he's like, it's like, it's like all your guys wear that mask. I'm like, uh, yeah. And like, I'm p- putting it together as he's talking. I was like, come over to, to my booth. The JT booth was like literally the trunk of a Taurus <laughs> <laughs> that he'd rented. Yeah. He pops the trunk and he hands us the, the new uh, Flex 7, the clear Flex 7 masks for wow. everyone. He's you like, how many guys you got? 12. Yeah. And so he just hands me 12 of the masks. Like, make sure, make sure wow. everybody gets one. That's uh, amazing. And he was just this incredible guy, uh, but he took paintball sponsorship to the next level. Mm-hmm. He, uh, at the time, uh, people were wearing camouflage and he was one of the first guys that's like, no, no, you guys are going to wear jerseys with yeah. your names on them. Uh, oh. The players that were pro at that first year and only the guys that were pro right at that first time where he first made jerseys uh, actually got their first name done in yellow and that's then got right. their last name. And it was this, this curved font. Uh, and it was like all of a sudden you were you were somebody if you had mm-hmm. one of these uh, I guess it was probably ninety seven ninety six yeah. or ninety seven if you had one of these jerseys with your first name in yellow, yeah. uh, and he just took these uh, this sponsorship idea and took it to the next level. There wasn't a, a team in paintball that didn't want to be sponsored by JT. Of course, right? Yeah, uh, and, and, and so that it was, was cool. That was uh, Dave Youngblood's father in law. Yes, owner uh, owner of Die Paintball. You know, wow. it's, yeah, it's it's all like it's, <laughs> all, it's all connected. connected. <laughs> yeah, uh, for sure. So uh so John Gregory, and I think that's what started a little bit of my jersey fascination because some of the yeah. jerseys I try to collect is those those first name in yellow, yeah, the, old school JT jerseys. They didn't even have a team name on them. Whoa. They just have uh uh just JT on the front. Later teams started adding logos to the front and other things, but so At that's kind of where like your Jersey infatuation <laughs> started was right there with that. The, yeah. It's that's definitely awesome. one of the ones that I looked, I mean, I, this was, uh, this was before, uh, Facebook had as much reach as it does now before. Yeah. So people that had these jerseys, they were, they didn't know that they were worth anything. They didn't, yeah. didn't really care. So, uh, yeah, totally. one of, but, but definitely one of the, those JT first name yellow jerseys I have is Dave Youngblood's. Wow. Hey, I have one of his Ironman jerseys. Damn, that's crazy. Uh, from when he still played as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. He, I think it's he, from it's it's actually from the last event that he played, I believe. Wow. Before he started coaching the next year. 
Dude, that's crazy. Yeah, that's a relic right there, that jersey mm-hmm. and uh, all the things that he's done in the industry, obviously. Um, we'll get we'll get back to jerseys. Let me go through a couple more guns. Okay, and then sounds uh, good. There we go. He's going back to the to the gun board. He's got all these guns hanging up on the back wall. He's got them piled on the on the sides. They're everywhere. He's got so many dang guns. <laughs> it's pretty I amazing, love it, dude. Man. Like I said, story collector. And and for those of you that if you don't know who Dave Youngblood is, um, not only is he the owner of Die Paintball, but he uh, has been a catalyst of the sport for so long. He was the one of the owners of the PSP um, really yeah. just has, has brought the game to the next level on, on so many different. Yeah. Avenues. And he started out just making barrels. Yeah. You know? Yeah, totally. And then it, it grew just like, kind of like HK uh-huh. HK started out with making a couple headbands and then they exploded into this huge company, you know, and same with, we were talking about Dave, uh, John just joined us. He got all the guns off the wall. We were talking about how Dave started with barrels and it's just simple like that. And that's how it starts. Dave started with the heaviest barrels you've ever seen. If, <laughs> if you touch one of those old, uh, like the first stainless steel barrels literally weighed almost as much as the gun. Yeah. It was nuts. Yeah. And he, he did, very smartly figured it out real fast. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, Dave wasn't quite the fooligans that the HK guys were. The HK guys like literally parking their bus next to an event and like slinging headbands in the parking lot. Oh yeah. Uh, Let's go, but, boys. Run it up. Run it yeah, up. <laughs> but it was great. Like they they did so well with it. Yeah. We're, uh, we're starting with just a podcast. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Hey, see, there you go. <laughs> Same idea. Uh, and uh, I yeah. realized that this probably makes bad podcasting material showing you guys stuff, but maybe this no, will this feed your great. YouTube channel a little bit. This yeah. is awesome. 100%. All of it. Yeah, we love it. There's right, no so, there's no bad times on here, man. Uh, they get everything from all. And then while you're getting the guns, we we're kind of breaking down like the heritage and it's all good. Uh, so yeah, because uh, I lived in Tennessee and then Chicago for a long time. Uh, yeah. Definitely one of the te- the uh, the incredible teams for me was was AfterShock. Of course, that AfterShock was just this incredible woodsball team for years, and then transitioned into the concept fields with Hyperball and still won. Yeah, uh, transitioned into Airball and still would win World Cup. Yeah, uh, and then obviously faltered a little bit when X Ball came around. But when this they brought back the old school ten man. Uh, for the NXL Mech, they still won the, uh, the second event of the year. Yeah. So I know I, I miss them so much, dude. I wish they were still around. Absolutely. Team. That was a yeah. huge loss to paintball, just such an iconic team and brand. Um, yeah. Holy oh shit. Goodness. Look at this gun. All right. So this is, uh, this is actually Kenny Clamper's old SFL. Dude. Kenny. Whoa. Uh, Kenny was the man. So I met Kenny. Uh, this thing is glimmering. Was, it's yeah, it's just well, it, all chromed out. Just it's all silver and chrome. Yeah. All shiny and chrome, son. Wow. Uh, so yeah. I met Kenny when he was a 15-year-old kid. I lived in Florida one winter. Yeah. Uh, and he was a local kid that one of my friends, he's like, you got you to gotta meet this kid. Yeah. And he played paintball like nobody I'd ever seen before. Didn't want to play, uh, play nationally because just but 15 year old kid and would play one-on-ones and play 17 different bunkers in a one-on-one yeah. he'd retreat four times as you played him <laughs> it was it was crazy i i was a a pretty good paintball player at that point and like i remember losing a one-on-one to this 15 year old kid and i was like yeah Gee. yeah, uh, yeah and he, he was a big played, name through paintball yeah, for sure well he became a big name so yeah. i was supposed to play a five man with a team called jacksonville warriors supposed to play skyball yeah and at the last minute, my team, Farside, said, hey, we're going to play uh, in the pro division. You have to play with us. 
Nice. <laughs> and I was like, well, you're dividing my loyalties here, but that's okay. And so I went to Kenny and talked him into playing that that five-man with Jack's Warriors. Mm-hmm. He did, and they won Skyball. Dang. As his first big event, he left the country, went and won as a 15-year-old. Wow. And then Great. played with Jacksonville and won with them and then went on to Aftershock. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and so I didn't get that gun from Kenny. I wasn't smart enough to collect jerseys back in the day. I wasn't yeah. smart enough to get cool guns from people back in the day. I've had to buy them all from people that wanted way inflated prices later. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> I got back when I was playing competitively, I was too, uh, I don't know, proud to something to ever yeah. ask anybody for a jersey, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but now as I as I got older, like that nostalgia bug hit me real hard about five or six years ago. I was like, man, yeah. these are these are pieces of history Mm, that we're going to lose. And so it started kind of collecting guns a little more uh, and have lucked into uh, some incredible ones. What's your, what's your absolute favorite gun? Yeah. I can't, can't, yeah, I can't pick my favorite kid, man. Can't pick my favorite Jersey. Uh, uh, Everyone has a favorite kid, whether they admit it or not. (laughs) Oh, it all depends on the day. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. It's all. And we tell our kids that all the time. It's like, Oh yeah, you're the favorite right now. (laughs) But when you go to, when you don't go to bed tonight and you try and sneak up out and watch TV, no, you're no longer the favorite. Yeah. That's the other one. And ice at your house. (laughs) Oh, that's, that's that's an instant ranking system. It's promotion and relegation every day. (laughs) That's right. Get get them ready for the real world. (laughs) I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Not far off. (laughs) So this isn't a complete or wasn't a complete gun. Whoa. But this is actually. The very first automag valve. Holy uh, crap. This is automag valve number 100. Wow. Uh, because there was no one through 99. Oh, wow. Uh, cool. So this thing looks amazing and it's it's completely bare, you know? Yeah. it's yeah. Uh, It looks like a couple tubes and hoses. That's right. Yeah. Uh, but this was the gun that basically was the only rival to the autococker. And um, what year did that gun come out? Oof. That early was like, 90s. Okay. Or, or early 90s. Uh, yeah. Wow. Because it was actually one of the first semis, and it took a couple of years to work the problems out because, uh, partially because people were trying to shoot CO2 through it. Oh, yeah. No way. Yeah. And you can't. No. Uh, or you can. You just have to shoot it. You have to yeah. anti-siphon tubes or vertical bottles or yeah. loops of hose, expansion chambers. Yeah. All these things to make these guns work on CO2. Uh, compressed air came out, and all of a sudden, it was a top-of-the-line gun overnight. For sure. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Without all of those other problems. Dang, that's crazy. Yeah, that's uh, a piece of history right there, man. Absolutely. So, uh, but, and this one's on loan. I don't actually own this one. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. But, uh, but the next three guns, the, ne- the next three are cool. That's, yeah. we'll go through these a little faster. No, this uh, is perfect, dude. We got all the time in the world. This is one of the original left feed predators. Yeah. Uh, guns. This was the captain's gun. Dude, just, with the stock. Just because they butchered his name intentionally. They <laughs> put mucus on the side instead of Marcus. Uh, and oh, this is the gun that kind of launched uh, the Predators. Stock on there. It's just so funny seeing where the air tanks used to screw in for people that don't. Yep. Like, my goodness, we've just evolved so much. Um, yes. That is wild. So for, for the yeah, listeners. He- you got to go and check out the yeah. YouTube channel. But I think Tyler's going to try to explain it. <laughs> yeah. So it's got this crazy angle. You know, it's uh, it's like a 20 degree angle down and you have the stock and then the tank is below the stock, which is super crazy. Um, this gun is awesome. It's like that that deep green 
and it says mucus and captain on the side. <laughs> mucus cap. And then yeah. predators on the other predators. side. And then pre- predators. There we go. Nice. Yeah, that cocker is sick. <laughs> and this one actually is an alternate milled evolution uh, with a P-block, whereas the guns later that they uh, made with War Games were right feed. They were That's green, right. but they were they said predators as well. Yeah. Uh, and to me, it's some of the most iconic guns out there. And then it makes sense why Simon from Inception yeah. would make his predators later. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, with the with the feed coming off the other side, it's almost like a like a, a very rare gun because of that, right? Uh, that is part of it. Is yeah. since all the production guns were right feeds. Yeah. Um, but the predators were known for all their uh they shot auto mags first, and auto mags had the power feed that came off to the side. Damn. So what they did is when they went to Wargame Products, who owned the autococker, they said, hey, our right-handed guys are used to their hopper being behind cover. Yeah. So we, our right-handed guys all need left feeds, and our left-handed guys all need right feeds. Oh, wow. And obviously, they're more right-handed people than, yeah. uh, than left. And so the Predator, those left-feed Predator guns, there are very few of them out there. And then Damn. I think Marcus only had a couple of these. I, yeah. <laughs> I, thankfully, he still had one. There's probably uh, only, so, only one mucus, though, right? Oh no! I think they all. I think they got him with that every time. Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> I think oh, even man. his uh, his his predator autococker says mucus on it. Dude, that's they, funny. <laughs> they just keep tasing him with it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're they're relentless with that with that tase. That's a good one. <laughs> uh, I grabbed this one because I think I think Whoa. you played with with Ryan Williams on Iron Man. I did. Yeah, man. Shout out to Ryan Williams. He was and Ryan Williams was my very first pro uh, kill when oh, I was I in was. New Orleans. He, he oh, traded oh. with you at the X. That's right. Right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy uh, that you know that, John. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, wow. I actually think there might have like. There was a magazine. He might have been the second. I think you shot somebody else like going to the snake. Okay, shoot. And I then hope I th- so. Let's go, yeah. baby. Rack and then, up. <laughs> like, it looked like it. Because, yeah. I mean, you got to realize, it's a, this is a 14-year-old kid yeah. playing pro at, like, literally totally. the most brutal form of paintball yeah. we've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was So, crazy. we're in the stands, and we're like, man, I hope this kid, like, doesn't have to call his parents halfway through this match <laughs> yeah. or something crazy. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and do they do they hide him in the back? Hell no. They send him, like, to the yeah. 50 off the break. <laughs> yeah. Go the get it, buddy. way senior back then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was. Crazy. Uh, uh, but I think what I, the way, the way my memory is, uh-huh. is Tyler shot somebody either going like, I think snake side yeah. and then Ryan went up the center and That's blasted right. Tyler, but didn't live through it. That's right. Yeah. Cause I did go up shooting snake way. I didn't, I dude, you might've just told me something I didn't even know because <laughs> I did go up shooting that way. And then me and Ryan, yeah, we smoked each other. Yeah. Uh, that was awesome. <laughs> you played with him on his later years and yeah. on. Iron his man. final years with on the Iron Man when you guys won. Yep. Yeah. What a legend, man. Yeah. Shout out to so, Ryan. He was uh, it, so unorthodox, but somebody you could rely on to win games over and over and over and over. It was crazy. Absolutely. So Ryan, in the finals, of there was one tent. So the way the NPPL used to work is you'd have the 10 man was the main event that everybody wanted to play. Yeah. But they'd have a five man before it, like on Thursday kind of thing. And so some teams would come play the five man, or if you couldn't play it, then you'd go up in the middle of the week and play the five man. Yeah. Like if you couldn't get 10 guys. So the finals at world cup one year, uh, aftershock played the finals for five man and Ryan. So the finals, there are four teams. So you play mm-hmm. three different teams. You're coming up against 15 opponents. 
Ryan literally shot in the finals 14 of the 15 guys. No way. For aftershock to win Dude. and would have shot the last guy if Bruno hadn't run up and bunkered him before Ryan shot him. That's wow. insane. I believe it. Yeah. Aftershock, when they won that five, man, Ryan literally shot single-handedly. And obviously it takes a team. Your your team is at least taking paint. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But massacred the other teams. Wow. Uh, and Bob Long was sitting there watching that game and ju- just was just like, he, what? Could yeah. not believe it. He was probably a oh, few uh, beers deep too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bobby yeah. took it serious for because I'm sure I think the Ironmen were one of those teams. That oh they beat. no, Ryan, oh, Ryan Williams. Yeah, right. oh, <laughs> Ryan. <laughs> Who knows with Ryan? So this uh, maybe Bobby too. He loves those Michelob Ultras, man. You know, get him a Michelob. He's a happy man. There you go. <laughs> so around yeah. 2001, I want to say 2002. I was on the sidelines watching games with Ryan yeah. and I was like, autocockers are on the way out, man. Like I was shooting an automag. He was shooting an autococker. I'm like, this is the end of an era. Uh-huh. Yeah. We can't, guns can't keep up. And he's like, I don't know, dude. He's like, my gun still shoots great. And I was like, Ugh. yeah, really? Yeah. He's like, honest to God. He's like, I have not broken a ball in this gun. Outfit ever. Last words. Whoa. And I was like, I was like, that can't be right. He's like, yeah. not one. Damn. It's like, and at the time we're shooting the most brittle paint you yeah. can possibly shoot out of guns. And so I'm like, when you sell that gun, let me know. Yeah, for real. <laughs> just, just when you move on, let, yeah. let me know. What was your favorite paintball of all time? Like of all the years, what's uh, your favorite paintball? Uh, I, sh- you got to realize I worked for PMI. Of course. Developed evil. Oh my God. I was uh, going to say that white shell, that white shell, white pink. shell pink fill. Oh my God. That we, that we shot in the first year, the first Huntington beach. Yeah. Uh, that was crazy paint. Like literally you could take it at waist height and drop it onto the sand and it would break. Yeah. But it would come out of your gun somehow. Yeah, absolutely. Somehow. That paint was yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, so, totally. But it, I asked Ryan, I was like, when you sell that gun, let me know. <laughs> yeah. I forgot about it. He forgot about it. And a, a couple of years ago, somebody posted it. Oh, wow. And I was like, if you ever sell that gun, let me know. Yeah. And it took him about a year, maybe a little less. And he's like, okay, what's it worth? Yeah. <laughs> And I was like, oh, oh, oh no. boy, here we go. <laughs> yeah. So I paid way more than I'll ever admit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But he was like, all right, well, exactly what I want to buy for my truck is within a hundred dollars of that. So sold. <laughs> yep. That uh, was not a, not a uh, very cost friendly purchase. There. Not, none of these have been, I, I'm the worst uh, yeah. when it comes to this, that like I said, yeah. all these guys, a lot of these guys were friends that I bought jerseys for, or people I knew that would have given me a Jersey or would have yeah. traded jerseys. Or well, something. it also, as a collector, that's a smart move as well, because it raises the value of the, of the item as well <laughs> moving forward. Right. It kind of does. Yeah. I, I tell myself all these lies. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but, but none of them are real. Yeah. Uh, got to justify it. <laughs> got to justify it. I got one more gun. I'll show you quick. Just okay. This is the man that that started it or that did it so well. Oh, wow. Uh, so this is an old right feed, all polished black. Yeah. Uh, a friend of mine was ranting online saying, I can't believe that the, some autocockers are worth this, but a hand milled, handmade gun from Danny Love from the mid nineties doesn't fetch premium pricing. Yeah. I'm like, ah, he's right. Uh, and so I'm like, instantly in my mind, I'm like, for my collection, I got to find a right feed Danny Love Bad Boys Toys gun. And that's that's what we have here, that one. Dude, so, that gun wow. this, is, this was the only one that, that was online at the time that I could find. It had yeah. been sitting for a while. The guy couldn't sell it because mm-hmm. uh, it's a right feed. And yeah. right feeds are 
Like people don't play with right feeds very often. And there's no trigger guard. Yeah. <laughs> Just got the trigger there. Just got a double no trigger, trigger tr- over there. Yeah. Uh, trigger shoe. Wow. So, That's tight. <laughs> uh, I was like, all right. Told the guy, I was like, I can't pay what you're asking, but I'll, I'll pay this if you can't sell it. Yeah. And he gets back to me later. He's like, all right. And I was like, and to make it cheaper for you, you can hand deliver it at, uh, at I think it was a UWL. Oh, wow. Um, cool. At, at an event at Badlands. Oh, wow. Nice. So, so he brings it up. And so it's kind of cool taking possession of this gun at, yeah, at its home. That's right. Uh, I walk, I've paid for it a m- months before I finally get it. I walk 150 feet and I see Danny. Whoa. And Danny's like, nice gun. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm told it's one of yours. Hopefully I didn't just get scammed. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, oh yeah, it's one of mine. Like from 10 feet away. He's like, it's one of mine. He's like, He's like, let me see it. And I was like, yeah, I'm told you made it. He's like, no, no, no. He's like, it's one of mine. Whoa. Like, what do you mean? He's like, he's like, that's my tournament gun. Whoa. Damn. And so I was like, no. And this poor guy that I just bought it from who will remain nameless. Oh, God. I just watched him melt inside. Oh, no. Because uh, he realizes that he just sold da- one of Danny Love's personal guns. And then, like, Danny grabs it and instantly he's just, he's pointing at things. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah see, I had to file that down by hand because I couldn't actually... Uh, yeah. I didn't have the oh, tools. Wow. See that? See how the back of the bolts actually uh, knurled? No I didn't have it. I couldn't do knurling. So that's actually the back. Of, that's actually a rock knob that I sliced <laughs> off. Like he tells. That's he tells crazy. Us, like six or ten things about the gun that nobody else could have known just off the top of his head. That is crazy. Whoa. Uh, so that so, that thing is just timeless. That's crazy, man. And you got it in Chicago at that field. That's that insane. Whoa. Man, those are that's so a dope collection right there. Just a few that you showed us, man. Kenny Clamper. Oh my yeah. goodness. Ryan Williams. Danny Love. Yep. Like these are that's iconic, dude. That's awesome. Yeah, man. Timeless. And so it's it's been fun for me to see uh see people remember these guys as Shock Tech started making guns again. And that that's Danny Love. Uh yeah. hopefully Kenny Clamper comes out and plays one of yeah. these these old school events with, with some of the guys. Uh, I think amazing. this is Aftershock's 30th year. Or what? Thirty years since AfterShock was formed, so they were they've yeah. been harassing Kenny, trying to get him to come out to Badlands. Come on, uh, Kenny, get out there, baby! <laughs> uh, that's yeah. the, the Predators are, are playing again. Um, yeah, it's, I know it's, it's all, such it's a great nostalgic time, right? Yeah, that's a hundred percent. That's exactly it. That yeah. that uh, I got old, and the, this nostalgia thing kicked in hard. Yeah, it did. Uh, and so, so it's been cool. fun. It's fun to remember. It's fun to talk to people about this kind of stuff for me. Yeah, uh, totally. And it's fun. Like I said, it's fun to, to reminisce. Like it's, I'm a, can't believe I can remember some of Tyler's uh, <laughs> That's crazy. early games. Yeah, yeah man. That's, That's rad. <laughs> it's spot on. I love too. that. And, yeah. and it's, it's hilarious. And you you got me another kill, baby. Let's go. You got <laughs> put it up on the stats. You know, yeah. kind of sounded like he wasn't giving you the Ryan Williams kill. I'm not sure about that one. I couldn't tell if he traded with Ryan or if Ryan got oh. him and got smoked by the team. No, actually, my memory, I didn't get shot by Ryan. I smoked him right in the goggles when he came over the can, and then I got shot by someone else. I don't remember uh, who shot me, but I shot Ryan square in his face when he came over that can. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, maybe, yeah, that's, you know, that's my little pea brains uh, version of it, but I'm pretty sure that's what happened. <laughs> Well, it's it's crazy to me, like looking back at those old games. Can you imagine if you had your paintball smarts back then with your size and and your speed? Jeez, yeah, I know, right? Yeah, it's been a full metamorphosis for me. I've had to learn how to play paintball a couple different times as my body is like 
has changed over the years because now I'm six two. I was like you said five nothing, and uh, it's been a full like metamorphosis over all these years to be where I'm at right now. And uh, just excited to be still playing paintball. I know it's been crazy, but we can't wait to get back out there and play some more events mm-hmm. soon. That, it's and that's that's that definitely uh, goes on one of my favorite things that I realize this is a nostalgia thing. Yeah, uh, it's turned into the nostalgia show, but at the same time, hell yeah, uh, I, I've. I've evolved or I've enjoyed different parts of paintball over the years, mm-hmm. uh, but it's changed. Like it paintball itself will change. You'll change as a person. It's easy for people to get older and look at something that used to be fun to them and say, yeah. oh, it was better back then. Mm-hmm. Everything changes. That's right. PB Nation, like I said, it, like yeah. we kept talking about, it right. was the place for a while. Right. Yeah. Things evolved. Mm-hmm. Things change. So, uh, it, it, Sorry, go ahead, Marshy. Oh yeah, I was just Go gonna say, you know, yeah. So diving back into that, when you got involved, how that how that happened. Um, first of all, John, we love going off on these tangents, so thank you for that. Yeah, that's this is what it's all about. That's what this show is about is is really just yeah. having fun, having good conversation, getting to know each other. Um, you know, we you well, you and well me, I definitely had a plan coming into this, with, <laughs> and that was to turn it on you guys way more than I've successfully done. Good luck, buddy. <laughs> I had a strategy, and I am definitely yep. it's falling along by the wayside. <laughs> we got you. Uh, so I got involved with PB Nation two different times, basically. Uh, when I was at PMI, yeah, um, I knew it was this forum and it was up and coming. And I knew there were all these different forums. There was Paintball City. There were all these different places for people to go. And I ran the customer service department at the time. Okay. And so I made my guys, I, I told them, I was like, the last thing I want to know is find this 10-page thread talking bad about us with yeah. something we could have fixed. Yes. Yeah. So, so every morning when they came in, uh, they got there a half an hour to an hour before me. I was like, I want you just to go through, go through the different sites. You guys can trade off who does it. I don't care. I'm not going to micromanage this part, but I want to know uh, what's like at the time what's we had the said, pure yeah. energy brand, the evil brand, the, the PMIs, the piranha, yeah. uh, like figure out what's going on with those. If there's something big that I need to be involved with, otherwise just post something and make sure that push back a little bit or help them out. There we go. Well, the general manager came in after they'd been doing this for a long time and saw them on online on, on the internet and lost it. Oh God. He scolded all of them. Yeah. I came in, they were in trouble. They were all hangdog and sad. Yeah. So I had to like bring the general manager back and I was like, come explain to them that it's okay. He's like, it's not okay. I'm like, yes, it's okay. I was like, this is the part of their job and had to walk him through what, how uh, forums totally. were changing yeah, paintball. Sure. Yeah. Of course. Um, and how social media would change paintball. Yeah. Uh, and then, oh, a gun got stolen. Oh, boy. So a gun went missing. Uh, From where? At, so at the time, we had an Evil Factory team. That was the team that I played with when we we won the amateur division of Huntington Beach in yeah. 2003. Yeah, uh, with that Evil Paint. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, so we, uh, uh, one of our guys got an Intimidator. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> at an event. Yeah, uh, I had to put it together there. I because like, like at the time, intimidators didn't even come with bottom lines; like they weren't ready to go out of the box. Yeah, um, yeah. put it together. He went and played. At the end of the day, or at the end of the weekend, he's like, "Oh yeah, by the way, you're going to take it back to PMI." Mm-hmm. He owned a uh, flag swipe paintball up in Canada. He's like, "Just put it on my one of my skids of paint." Mm-hmm. That way, he didn't have to go through customs and everything with it, and I was the sucker that had to put it in my bag. Oh boy, <laughs> uh, you, you, you! I'm sure you guys are used to these games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that gun went missing. Never, never arrived in Canada. 
Damn. So we thought it got stolen by uh, the post by whoever had uh, the skid was going through. I found that gun months later on PB Nation for sale. Oh shit! Wow. <laughs> and it was still in Chicago. Yeah. So I, I like it's like eleven o'clock at night. I'm I'm calling him because I'm sure we didn't text yet. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> got. I think I found your gun. And this very bright human being can't remember what color it was. <laughs> Can't remember what finish it was. Oh, no. Like, literally, he owned it for a weekend and it was gone. But he remembered, like, one specific scratch. It's the only thing he got right. Yeah. <laughs> but since I built it, I remembered it. Yeah. So, uh, we, uh, John Rathbun and I end up going to this poor kid's house that's selling it. Oh, man. And just straight up jack his gun. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Gangster style. Show up. Yeah. Hey, I, we know whose gun this is. Yeah. Like, like we know whose gun this is. Like this poor kid's mom gets involved. Yeah. She's yelling at him for buying guns on the internet. Oh no. Uh, and uh I I remember at the time intimidator serial numbers are on the inside of the grip. That's They're not right. even on the side of the gun. Yeah. So I literally like have my Allen wrenches and, and like while Johnny's distracting them, I'm taking the gun apart, looking at the serial number, writing it down on something and saying, see the serial number matches yeah. what I just wrote down. Yeah, yeah. Uh <laughs> Johnny had like a magazine with him that had like a full page ad that had his face on it. So he could say like, we're real people. We're not just stealing your gun. Yeah. Uh, for all our listeners, we do not condone these activities. No, no, but, no, uh, no nor should you. Uh, <laughs> but uh, dude, that's, but we, that's what you but had we to do, find man. out. Yeah, that's his we, gun. <laughs> yeah. We find out that it was the, uh, uh, the general manager of, oh. or not the general manager, sorry, uh, the, the warehouse manager of PMI who was stealing. Oh, no. Oh. Oh, damn. And so through this, I work with the police and we recover like twenty, like $40,000 worth of merchandise that he has stolen and has oh, hidden at his house. man. Wow. Uh, so obviously- so He was we going made it right for it. With, yeah. Oh. <laughs> he was going uh, for it. His wife, it turned out like he'd faked his resume. He'd faked his references. Oof. Uh, and oh. his wife had the most famous quote of like when they called, the police called or- we're collecting the stuff. She's like, no, no, he paid for some of that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, but we actually I got all most this stuff of it. back. Yeah. Oh, it, was, it was a bad deal. Uh, yeah. but so to make it right with this kid, we, we gave him, bought him a new gun. We bought him everything and, and oh, sent him yeah. this big care package. There we go. Love that. Uh, because he was the one that was able to connect the dots. There we go. Between PB Nation and real life and the guy's username and email and all these yeah. things that allowed the police to prosecute. Wow. And so you were managing PB, that aspect of PB Nation when all this was happening? I was uh, I was technically a moderator on the site. Okay. Uh, but I w- basically was making the kids that worked for me do that. I see. Um, I'm not going to lie, John. I thought you owned PB Nation. Yeah, I'm a not lot of people, lie. Me too, yeah. <laughs> uh, a lot of people did. Uh, at the, that time, I was an employee. Yeah. Uh, later on, the site got sold. Yeah. But part of the deal with the site being sold is that I had to come along with it because cool. at the time I managed it. Yeah. And then same thing when it got sold again to this huge Canadian company. Uh-huh. I uh, see. So can I you kind of walk us, walk us through that and how that happened? Like um, uh, how it transferred? It's it's not that interesting. I mean, it's, okay. a, it's Perfect. A, a California startup company called uh, CrowdGather uh-huh. um, who were, they were just buying any site that they could and then ran out of money. Uh-huh. So they sold a bunch of the sites that they they had purchased uh, to Vertical Scope, and Vertical Scope is a much better managed company with a, a real sales team. And mm-hmm. said they they're uh, they actually actually in downtown Toronto. 
Okay. Uh, so right where we used to play Skyball, they're right down the street, um, downtown. <laughs> uh, they have basically have most of a whole floor um, of this. Wow. Uh, and they own thousands of forums. Oh, wow. Uh, but PB Nation was a weird forum for them. They basically are mostly in car forums. Mm. A good investment, um, huh? Turned out to yeah. be. Yeah, it's a good, so, strong forum. Uh, but so I, I worked with them for years. And then this, as of this year, I no longer work for them. But I still, uh, I, I'm still an admin of PB Nation. I still manage everything. If Oh, wow. Uh, but I am, have never owned it. That's good to know. That's awesome. You're still involved. Love that. Yeah, totally. And so y- you say you no longer work for them, but you're still going to admin. Isn't that kind of working for them? Or and, uh, We'll see how much I do. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely and, an awkward situation yeah. uh, because it's something I used to get paid for. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, I don't want to abandon the community. Don't want to abandon uh, yeah. friends I've made. And it's this cornerstone of paintball. It, yeah, it, it is, is, man. Sure. And you have for the Instagram history. You you have the Instagram account as well, which has almost a hundred thousand followers. What's your plan with that? Have you thought of maybe putting that towards a new John Dresser <laughs> forum? Yeah, uh, I won't do a forum. I, I won't ever compete with PB Nation. That's that's just wouldn't be cool. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Love that. Uh, I don't know. It's that's my personal Instagram account that I used for a long time, and then like just used it for PB Nation stuff because uh, yeah, it was easier than starting over right. for sure. Um, and because I. It's one of those things you, you, uh, that when you work for a company for a long time, mm-hmm. that you you blur lines with yeah. your emotional involvement with it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. When uh, same thing with sponsors, you get emotionally involved with some of your sponsors, right? Yeah. True. That you want you want to do more for them. I mean, look um, at my hat, baby. HK all day. Buy HK. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, and and it's something that it's one of the things that uh, that Ryan on your team has done so well. Oh but yeah. No, but there's no other professional paintball player that does it what what he does. Yeah. Uh, Marcelo, you're probably number two. Yeah. Tyler, I don't know where you are with that social media stuff besides slacking. What, but- <laughs> bro? Are you kidding me? I'm I'm the hottest on the block. You, you're totally out of the loop. <laughs> bro, uh, you no, should – hey, it's- no, hold on. Let me just say this. Ryan, Ryan is on my jock, buddy. All right? He's like <laughs> – he might have uh, some numbers, but dude, no way! I'm the hottest on the block. It's a numbers hey, game, a, man. This is a good question. So, do, you don't, you get to keep your PB Nation account. It's not being sold with the forum. Uh, well, the, the, the forum, like I said, they they own the forum. They own uh, the YouTube. I signed over to them. Okay. Uh, long ago. Okay. Um, yeah. Funny enough, the YouTube was uh, Pat Spore started that for us. Okay. okay. Yeah. Shout out to Pat. Yeah. Uh, that that we hired Pat to uh because we didn't know what we were doing yeah we're like who's the best videographer in paintball oh it's pat far and away we'll have him do it uh and so he it's funny enough like he actually put out one of our first videos was like was like clips that didn't make ck2 oh wow so it's like things nobody had ever seen from the best videographer in the world it got like 500 views yeah crazy it was just one of those things that it uh, that as good as he was at it it didn't uh it did it never turned into anything right then. Uh, it wasn't until years later that, that I was like, all right, we got to do better at this. Mm-hmm. Um, that I started getting involved, that I just took it over and did it myself for years. Wow. Uh, but with, with the YouTube channel, uh, I did all the work for it. Uh, yeah. But like I said, it's, it's their name. But what about the yeah. Instagram? <sighs> Man, Do you get to keep that? Funny enough, I, I, I'm not a big social media person. Yeah. Uh, hey, you could tell uh, us. I ran, I'll, I'll take it over. 
<laughs> yeah, we'll take that right on over. I appreciate your you generous know, offer. You're sleeping on me. You're sleeping on me. Oh, 100%. But <laughs> yeah. I, I also haven't played pro here in 13 years and yeah. never played on Dynasty, son. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, no, and and you've done a tremendous amount for paintball, dude. Like the the uh what PB Nation has done for the community of paintball is uh unmatched. There's nothing that's ever been done like it. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> And there won't be again. It's yeah. it was a different world. It was. Things totally. evolve. Yeah, things yeah. change. Uh, just there's like buy, sell, in my mind. Yeah, there's buy sell trade groups on Facebook that have a hundred thousand people on them. You know, and yeah, hundred percent. There are hundreds of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah totally. Um, mm-hmm. and I so just like I'm not sure there'll be another Oliver, just because he uh, right now the way the game is played, there you can't be that creative. You have to hold your lane. If you go go do something else, yeah. They're going to come through there. It's also, there's never going to be another Jordan. Anytime there's that polarizing of a person or company, whatever it is, when they're the first, it never gets duplicated. You can have one A and one B, whatever you want to call it. But the first to do it is they're just always going to hold that pedigree, no matter what, no matter, even if there's another player that comes along and plays better, wins more, it's just hard to ever take that away from somebody because the feeling of it when it's the first it, at that magnitude and Oliver was the first super superstar, you know, superhero who was just, it was, it was hilarious. Like, so, uh, just like I remember Tyler's first game. I remember Oliver's first game, Damn. uh, or not, not first game in the pros, but in the finals. Yeah. So Oliver went to, I think it was Mardi Gras. Oh shit. So I, think, I think Oliver went to Mardi Gras as an alternate. To so the I Iron think Man. you just like to party. You go to these Mardi Gras. There you go. <laughs> you're ready to rip. Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, Mardi Gras, uh, like that paintball's missing something by, by dropping that one. I that know, was, huh? Uh, yeah. It was a rain mud fest ridiculousness. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there we played one year and literally a bunker bigger than this room floated away. <laughs> they never saw it again. It was just gone. <laughs> and thankfully it was the center bunker. So they're like, yeah, field plays fine without it. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Whoa. Uh, so like one day of Mardi Gras, they, they just didn't hold up games. They're like, now. Go do whatever you want. See what? you tomorrow. Dude. I, it was just dude. raining that badly. Sounds like uh, when we were, we were in like, Malaga on the beach in 2009. Same thing. Event oh, got rained when out. people got trapped. Yeah, I was yeah. yeah, I was trapped. I got trapped there. It's crazy. That was actually how I met Tom Cole. Um, we were in the <laughs> lobby and uh, there, it was a nine-hour drive to Barcelona. Barcelona was one of the last airports left open in Spain and all of Spain and some of the most of the country as well. People were like doing whatever they could to get to Barcelona to fly home. And I heard Tom Cole on the phone with the airlines like, okay, I can get a flight out of here. And I was like, uh, Tom, you know, I'm like an 18 year old kid. I'm like, hey, uh, my name is Marcelo. We've never met, but I, I need to get to Barcelona too. Can I ride with you, please? And Tom was just open arms, took me with him. It's crazy. Yeah. Tom is the best. You got to realize at 18, Tom had his own pro team. Yeah. Damn. That he ran. Yep. yep. Like crazy. he, like people forget that T- Tom had a uh, bad company mm-hmm. yeah. and he was running it at 18. Yeah. Like wow. no joke, a legitimate pro- professional paintball team. Dude, he's such a legend. Tom has done uh, so much for paintball, man. And I, and it, there's people out there who want to say this, that, and other. But I mean, when you, when you boil it all down, man, that guy has just done so much for this game. Uh, not just that, but he is, he's one of my favorite paintball people to talk to. For sure. Not I only will Tom he just, and his he will dog. tell you like it is. <laughs> He will completely undercut anything that you believe in. He will never sit there and just go along with you. Yeah. He will argue about you with anything, but he'll actually change his mind too. If yeah. you have something that you want to, uh, uh, that you can convince him of, yeah. then 
I know. He, he's willing to change. He's I willing got, to adapt. Dude, John, uh, listen to this, buddy. We got sidearms in pro paintball now, bro. It's, in, <laughs> <laughs> it's insanity. We had Tom on the show and he said, good to go, baby. He told me I got the green light with the sidearm. So we're going for it. <laughs> I, I I thought it was absolutely fantastic when you did, it, did a show early on with Tom, just because yeah. Uh, he is the one that can change things yes. for sure. He he can yeah. make things happen. Uh, yes, World can. Cup. Uh, he keeps. Uh, we keep talking about is World Cup going to happen? Yeah. How is it going to work? Uh, and I tell him that I can't bet against him because he's the one person in the world <laughs> that can single handedly make it happen. Sure, that's right. Uh, that he can get it done. Yeah. So and, it will and be interesting fighting. to see. Dude, he wants. Oh, he's, yeah, yeah, he's but, dying for it. He loves yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, as much as like we all. We say we love paintball. He's been doing this longer than any of us at a higher level of everything he's done. Yeah. Yeah. What, that, a, what a savage. <laughs> yeah. John, John, as someone who has been around the sport, obviously uh, around 30 years, long time, seen the evolution um, all the way through, been so integrated into every part of it. What do you think is something that needs to change in professional paintball to take it to the next level, if anything? Do you think maybe we're on the right path and just we need to keep pushing along? Or is there, do you have any great ideas for the, the pro uh, side? Of I do not. Uh, if As I have great ideas or as I have any ideas, yeah. whether they're bad, it, it's, it's one of the, the benefits of uh, Tom's a friend, that he's been a friend for more than a decade. Uh, that uh, And he's like, he'll answer calls, he'll uh, he'll talk to you about, he's always driving somewhere. So he's always yeah. <laughs> bored wanting to talk to somebody. Um, yeah. so he's great about listening to, to anything. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter what it is. Uh, but as far as paintballs go to the next level, man, yeah. I think part of it might be on the back of, of pro players like yourselves of doing things, of showing that the world, that it's fun, that it's interesting, yeah. that, uh, making it accessible. Mm -hmm. Uh, the fact that you can play paintball, in different climates that you can play it in different spots yeah. of the world that you guys, uh, you guys can literally be the face of that. Yes. Yeah, um, sure. I love that. And so yeah. there's a lot of potential with that. Uh, one of your shows that I want to watch is, uh, is the one from another St. Louis native, uh, Dave Cheney, uh, recently. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And his was so good. Um, so I, I actually haven't seen it yet, but I didn't live in St. Louis when he did. I don't know him. Oh, I see. Um, wow. But yeah. one of the guys that that he's uh, that he gave a shout out to Brock Jolliffe is like my rec ball buddy and has been for decade. Wow, um, cool. That Brock and I we've played local events together. We've played national events together. We went to Amsterdam together. Like he's uh, one of my favorite people in the whole world. And so it was neat Love to see that. other people that were from St. Louis that looked up to Brock before. Uh, before I moved here. Yeah. Dave, the show with Dave is just profound, to be honest with you. The ideas that he came up with uh, for ways that we can navigate moving forward and, and boosting paintball to the next level, um, just grassroots type stuff. And what's, what a great guy, man. Huge shout out to Dave out there. Sent me a care package too. I love you, dude. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, the fact of the matter is paintball is a local thing. Yeah, for sure. Almost everybody that goes to play paintball for the first time is taken there by a friend. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. A friend talks them into it or tells them to go or tells them where to go. And they almost always play locally. I guess Bart Yakimak might be the, yeah. uh, the odd <laughs> man out. Like, oh, I was just in Hawaii, so I decided yeah. to play paintball. <laughs> but for the most part, it's a local thing. Uh, and so a lot of it's on the backs of those field owners as well. Yeah, That you have you guys at the national level. Yep. Uh, trying to be the face of it for, to a certain extent, mm -hmm. 
But on the field level, it's where they have to have a game that's fun to play, yeah. a game that's uh, the barrier of entry is low, a game that people can understand, and a game that they'll enjoy. And the fact of the matter is, if you have throw them into playing a tournament or playing something competitive or playing against people that have been playing for any length of time, mm-hmm. uh, it robs a lot of that fun. Uh, I got lucky that, and you guys might've gotten lucky that when you started playing paintball, that the fields were bigger, yeah. that you could move around more, that the guns were slower, yeah. that it was a very different thing. The guns didn't work a lot of the time. So <laughs> yeah. you could, you could survive a situation where you shouldn't have been able to survive. Yeah. Um, and so it's one of the, the things I, we talked earlier about how in St. Louis, I've been impressed with the capital improvements that a lot of fields have made. That the field I go to the most extreme paintball, different extreme than yours, yeah. obviously, <laughs> uh, that extreme paintball here has done amazing things uh, with rebuilding their fields. They built a full size hyperball field. They've, Heck yeah. uh, uh, they've done all, all sorts of capital improvements on building up the property. Uh, they have a paved driveway. They have a paved parking lot. They have a three-story shipyard field that they play. Wow. Uh, that's awesome. And then another field that I play at pretty regularly, Adventure Valley, has possibly the nicest turf I've ever seen. They have the best playing surface I've ever that I've ever played on. Just incredible, clean, yeah. beautiful. Uh, it's raised uh, so it drains well. Um, it's been leveled. It's yeah. It's, like I that's, said, probably- that's that's so big, man. Marcelo, we were talking about that, like um, how f- important that is. And we had a funny conversation with uh, Mikey. Arena when we yeah, were in Denver, oh remember? <laughs> oh, shout out to Mike. We were talking about, uh, and we love Mikey. Thank you, Mikey, for helping us out at that Denver event. But we were like, you know, presentations, everything. When we when you stroll yes. up to a field, it's got to be looking immaculate and nice, and we want it to be the best uh, product for, and not so much for the kids, but for the mom and dad, right? Exactly. When mom and dad come up, they're like, okay, well, yeah. That, <laughs> sh- shout out to both of those two fields as well because they have actual bathrooms as well. Yeah, they're not. It's not porta potties. They right. have actual restrooms. Yeah. Very Absolutely. All the, those little details mean so much. And it's, you know, we had this conversation with Dave. This is conversations I've been having for years. You know, I, yeah. I travel around, do a lot of clinics. So I like to work with the field owners as well to see how we can provide a better experience for the paintball player. Because at the end of the day, that's what it's about. The paintball player, when they come for their first time, they need to have a good experience. Otherwise, why would they come back? And that is the grassroots that is the future of our sport. So there needs to be multiple levels. One, it needs it definitely needs to be somewhat appealing. If if parents are bringing their kids there, give them some nice bathrooms, maybe a nice little sitting area, a, a decent yeah. sign when you come in. You know, um, I think I, I hate how we've cut so many corners on the quality of paint. Um, that's not a good thing for players to not be able to even shoot straight at the field. Um, and then on top of it. At the recreational field, there also needs to be way more of these like posters or videos of the pro players so they can see, whoa, what's what's that? That looks really yeah. cool. There's this guy looks like he's famous. I want to I want to see what that's about. You know what I mean? Like 100 yeah. <laughs> percent. It gives these kids something to idolize and, and want to become. I, I've heard from lots of current pro players and lots of pro players over the years that one of the reasons they wanted to step it up is because they saw. That's right. Uh, 2005 on ESPN. Yes. Yeah, exactly. That they saw $50,000 that they saw Oliver Lang was going to make the next year that he was uh, going to make six year. figures yeah. playing paintball. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I think uh, Ryan Brand from, from uh, yeah. X Factors coach was like, that's what hooked me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I think that 
a lot of people want to dismiss one part of that marketing. They want to say, oh, pro players don't mean anything. Or, oh, this part doesn't mean anything. I think it's all pieces. Totally. That I don't know which one's going to be the breakout piece because I don't know who's going to spend their time, their money, their attention on it. Yeah. But it's all open. Right now, there isn't, nobody has any of this on lock. Yeah. Uh, as you said, there's no part of paintball that could, could not be improved. The paint could get better. Uh, we talked good about the, the EMAC, but we didn't even know that we needed the EMAC right. until it showed up. Right. Uh, in fact, when the EMAC showed up, that wasn't the gun that I wanted to get from Planet <laughs> the most that day. Uh, I don't yeah. remember what came, what else came out that at that same event. I think it was the CS2. Yeah. So I couldn't wait to get the CS2. And then I was also, I was like, let me, let me get one of these too. Let me, let me try out the EMAC and then yeah. could not believe yeah. uh, at that early hy- uh, Hyperball Fight Club event. That was one of the guns that I brought because people, nice. we didn't, didn't own, they didn't own modern guns yet. And it was this plastic gun that nobody took seriously. Yeah. And, that uh, and I had to convince him, I was like, go shoot it, go yeah. try this. And Carl Markowski was, uh, was there playing with, with one as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, uh, uh, there were other players playing with them because they weren't even out yet. Uh, and it, it, like I said, it's a gun that we didn't even know we needed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, more accurate paint for sure. Uh, but a lot of this, a lot of the fields are owned by people that started this 20 years ago, 30 years ago now, right? Yeah. 15 years ago. That's a long time to have a business. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of them aren't looking at it in a fresh way anymore. A lot of them are set in their ways. A lot of them are made the fields and they're good. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Uh, and- whereas mm-hmm. I think there's room for improvement at virtually every level. For sure. Yeah. We, We've actually talked about doing like a PTG program where we can come and, you know, do like an evaluation of fields and, and help help nurture the grassroots of fields as well. And making sure that we have fresh eyes, like you said, on these things to keep things progressively going, you know, in the right direction. Uh, and we talked earlier about how uh, it's hard for some like for one of your friends to come and play paintball with you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that I I doubt you guys. I mean, I guess uh, F1 made the MVP <laughs> pump years ago, yeah. but um, you probably don't own a pump gun to go play rec ball with a friend. Yeah. Uh, you, it's I uh, most paintball players play don't. Rec ball. Yeah. I want <laughs> yeah. an auto cocker, especially if you don't have a, uh, an AccuLock barrel and that first ball rolls out a lot. <laughs> Uh, yeah, then it gets interesting. <laughs> it's it puts it makes it uh, yeah. definitely different. It's one of the things with the the EMAC that I told the Planet Eclipse guys that the EMAC wasn't enough of a disadvantage. Mm. Uh, that uh, it was it basically I had no problems going against rec ball guys with their yeah with their ramping guns playing with an EMAC yeah. because I knew it was going to shoot. I knew it was going to shoot straight. I knew it was going to work. It wasn't going to ever break paint. Yeah, totally. uh, so. It's one of the things that I, I, I own pump guns. I might own an autococker or two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it's one of the disadvantages that it makes it easy to bring a friend and go play and give them the gear that you would normally play with. Yeah. Uh, and they can fall in love, uh, but it's not something we see. Yeah. It, at some point it even became uncool to have paintball on t-shirts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That if you notice most paintball t-shirts don't say paintball, most people, uh, it became cool in paintball to talk bad about it or talk about yeah, how you can win money or this or that. Yeah, uh, I know. And we got paintball. I'm not shirts. saying you can head over to yep. ptgpaintball.com. We got, we got paintball, play it's, the game. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, that that there's so much room in paintball for people to be ambassadors. Yeah, uh, totally. That fields used to uh, they used to really 
struggle with how to sponsor local teams. And I, my answer has always been the same of, uh, just, just tell them like, get the M bringing groups in. If they're not bringing groups in, then they're not really ambassadors to your field. That's a great idea, John. Wow. That's a great idea for some kind of sponsorship program. If you bring in one or two groups a a month, you know, new players, then you pay for free. Something like that. That's fantastic. Uh, And you can make it at that granular level at down to just, even if you have a, a go-getter that plays at your field, right? Right. Yeah. Just the kind of person that knows, knows people that's friendly, that wants to go out if they're bringing in people regularly, if they're getting groups for you, mm-hmm. yeah. then they're a piece of your market. Yeah, totally. Uh, it's like a, a friend that. of mine right there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. A, a friend of mine who's uh, unfortunately passed away uh, had a field up in New Jersey, and his marketing plan was real simple. It was, it was cheap T-shirts, and he'd make these uh, these T-shirts. It was Paintball Authority. They had a pro team at one point, even um, with his Paintball Authority stuff. That literally, like the captain of the football team, he like on game day. You're wearing a paintball authority shirt. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> oh, and, uh, yeah. uh, and he would just, he would make sure that it was before social media. He would make sure those influencers in his local community yeah. had t-shirts. Yeah, totally. He's like, and he's like, when a high school kid runs out of t-shirts and he has four paintball authority ones, he wears another paintball authority t-shirt. Yeah. And I uh, love, I love what you said there about giving it away. Cause I think that's a really big thing that we can do. We need to give this game away. And like, you know, if you have equipment and you can bring some people out to play, Give it away, man. Let them go experience this. Let them have fun and get a taste of what paintball is all about. We need to get, we need to be, you know, spreading the good word about paintball. And like you said, not dragging it through the mud, not, you know, saying this, that, and the other about it because it's not, you know, 15 years ago and, and you know, people want to talk all this trash or whatever, but well, it's like... If- if you're looking for something to complain about, you will always find it. Totally. Yeah. It doesn't matter what it is in life. Yeah. If you're looking for something to to be wrong, mm-hmm. uh, you'll yeah. find it. If you're trying to say it was better because yeah, things change. It just makes you look old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, the world changes. Yeah. There, things do not stay the same. Yeah. Uh, that's the beauty. <laughs> granted, you might think paintball was at its pinnacle when it was seven man uncapped wild west. Yeah. When you had 3.2 lives every game <laughs> yeah. and Marcus Nielsen had seven. Yeah, baby. Uh, Let's go carcass. <laughs> uh, but yeah. at the same time, things change uh, and find the parts that you, that you love. If yeah. you feel that paintball no longer uh, does it for you, right? Mm-hmm. If you feel that, oh, that was better when we did this. What parts of those can you bring back? Totally. You might not be able to bring back the free paint that your local team got back in the day because <laughs> the local field owner was a moron and sponsored you. <laughs> yeah. uh, but if you want seven man, have a local seven man event or yeah. just better yet, have a practice. Yeah. I love tell, that. Tell dude. the other local team is like, hey, we're going to come out. We're going to set this, the field up as, mu- as close to a seven man field as we can. Yeah. We're going to play seven man today. I love set that. Your, the gun that you never adjust. Yeah. It has all these modes. <laughs> yeah. Like. We're going to play this point NXL uncapped. Get some. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, why do we have all these modes if we're not going to use them? Let's go. Let's use these modes, man. And uh, yeah, <laughs> I like that so, a lot. Uh, we we have these opportunities to play different games with these guns as well that we don't. Yeah. And we got to boost it. You know, we got to boost it in the right direction. We got to, like you said, man, we got to send it in the right direction. Totally. Uh, and not just that. It doesn't have to just be one direction. Yeah. That there, we have so many options. And that's, yeah. but that's a good point that, uh, that I don't think there's anybody in paintball right now whose job it is to promote paintball. Yeah. Not one. Damn. 
That's crazy. As big as our industry is, we don't have a single person that is trying to uh, get paintball on uh, yeah. to to grow to make it cooler, to make it more fun, to look at how we play, to mm-hmm. to go to to these fields and give them good advice. Like I'm sure mm-hmm. uh, the big guys like GI, if a field needs help or like sends out a sales rep to go look for a day, mm-hmm. but there's nobody in paintball that is trying to simply grow this game. <laughs> I beg to differ just a little bit simply because um, it, it's unfortunately it's just on such a smaller scale. And honestly, John. But, OK, so like, so maybe the better way is there's nobody that's paid to do it. it. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. There's nobody that that's their only job. Right. To where their yeah. only focus is to do that. And that's the difference. You know, we're, we're spread thin with so many different things. When we make it to a field, we do our best to do it. You know, and, and I wish. Like you said, some of this is on the back of other pros. I wish more pros yeah. were stepping up to go to their local fields, do clinics, make sure things are being done and ran the right way and um, took it upon themselves. You know. Uh, so, so when you go to a local field, do you look at the rec ball side at all? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Do you look every, at their- Every single time. Yeah. Every time, John. Fantastic. When I go to a field, I usually uh, stay with the field owner and you know we keep in contact. I go to the same fields year after year, right? It's not a one and done kind of thing. And, um, but th- that that's testament to you that yeah, yeah. if they want you back every time, if that's, it's a good value to them. If you're, if you're a boost to their business, the fact that you're getting repeat business, that's, that's a clear indicator. You're, you're, that yeah. you're doing something right. <laughs> yeah, totally. Well, it's, a, it's important because like you said, there, there, there really isn't one person that's doing it. And I've, you know, Tyler as well. This is why we are in business together with this platform. It's not just to do the podcast. We actually, um, have, big dreams and goals in growing the sport of paintball and being that outlet that can push the right message and connect with fields on a bigger level than either one of us ever had, because the future of the sport does depend on players stepping up and doing that. If nobody else is going to. Yeah. So, so who, who does it best? Who in the pro division that's not on dynasty? That who's the best on- ambassador. I mean, uh, Ronnie Dizon is a yep. great. Ronnie's guy. a champ. Ronnie's yep. really good Ron. with with videos. Yeah, so uh, I guess that's a little different space, right? He doesn't go and work with fields, but just a pure ambassador, yeah. Ronnie Dizon for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, so who one hundred percent. Yeah, that. But I I see what you're doing here because there's not many. Oh, for there's sure. not many. There's not. Yeah, and, yeah. and we it's a short we list, openly we yeah. openly call players out on this. As a matter of fact, yeah. you know, because again, pro players think that it's not cool to speak up on Instagram and put push the message. But listen, we're not NBA <laughs> players. We're not NFL players. Yeah. It's not a multi-billion dollar industry we play for. We are the sport. And so if you can't own that, then get out yeah. of the pro division. Let's see you kids <laughs> that want to come up and are hungry. Matty Boy, yeah. maybe Matty Boy does it better. Oh, yeah. Not even Matty pro. Boy. <laughs> <Kid plays deep. laughs> so, so there's value in there, right? Yeah, big time. Like th- there's value for players uh for pro players to do more that are out, outside the confines of those uh, uh of that that chalk outline right yeah and that's something that we don't talk about that we don't see that we don't uh there's nobody that goes to to new players as they come up and say hey yeah here's the top 20 things that you should be doing off the field yeah here's here's standard operating procedures mm-hmm. here's uh here's some of the basics here's some of the mistakes we used to make that we don't make anymore yeah. teams don't even do that Damn, that's huge, man. And you're right. And that's, you know, hopefully through this show and through our conversations that we're having here, we can start to nurture those things and get that type of uh, progression going. I think like as we as we talked about with X Factor's value to JT earlier. Yeah. Pro players and teams have value. Totally. I think I will strongly argue against anybody that thinks they don't. 
Yeah. However, and sometimes it's because they hook players so well. Uh, Richmond got me with that at one point. Yeah. <laughs> that that I was I was talking to him, to him about what do pro players do, like how can they do more? And he was like, "Well, it hooked you." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, uh, fair enough." He got me. He <laughs> uh, got me with that one because yeah. uh, I think that same. I was teasing Richmond because uh, Richmond was like, "Well, you know the Halo." I was behind that. Cause he was the money behind the halo. He's Dude. like, you know, the matrix yeah. shooting really fast. I was behind that. So I was like, he's like X ball. I was behind that. I was like, Oh, so you're the guy that ruined paintball. With those three <laughs> things. That's hilarious. And so he got me back instantly with the, yeah. with the, yeah, but yeah. Being a, uh, playing pro hooked you. Like you've been uh, yeah. an ambassador for this for years, whether you want to be or not. Mm-hmm. And, and as, as while we're here, I want to talk about your pro career. When like, seriously, cause you, you played pro for how many years? Uh, just a couple. Yeah. I played. I remember you out there and, uh, you know, you guys were giving it hell out there. I loved it. Uh, so I played with Farside in, so my first, uh, national tournament with a real team uh-huh. was actually a pro playing pro. Damn. Uh, <laughs> Farside won the amateur division in 97 and then turned pro in 98. And I played with, I joined the team for their first pro event. Wow. Uh, so and it was cool because like we we beat Avalanche with Rocky and Lasoya oh, and wow. uh, right that like at their right before their height. Yeah, uh, they had the next year they won their first pro event, and then I got an ear beating from Ed all the way back, <laughs> like the, about how nine times out of ten they they would yeah. beat us. Yeah, uh, <laughs> more cheese, um, baby. Get a double cheese. cheese. <laughs> oh, but oh, that's. Uh, uh, what was that? That was, oh, and that was actually on the mounds field at, uh, at Phil's field at where the iron city is. Oh, wow. Crazy. Uh, that we played, we played avalanche on those mounds fields with Rocky and Chris Damn. running over mounds. And, oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> so that, that was my first, uh, the first time I went pro with Farside. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did not, uh, didn't do well. Um, and went, we dropped down to the amateur division the next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Let's see. We went pro again. Uh, 2003, we won a pro spot uh, with Evil Factory. We won Huntington Beach. Uh, we won New Jersey. Yeah. Uh, we went pro and lost guys in the off season. Oh, which is yeah. never good. Never. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> never good. Uh, I guess we won it in 2004. 2003, we won two events but didn't win the series. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't even play the final event. Uh, Cap. Dave, uh, oh yeah. Dave Bain's Cap team won the series that year. Yeah. Uh, Man, what a team that was. Oof. Yeah. Crazy and, and they just got stronger and stronger. Yeah. Um, so I played 2005, six and seven as pro. Yeah. And then in the off season, 2007, we sold our, our spot to damage. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I had the, ch- and I guess I was invited to come to damage, but that was a, yeah. that was flying to practice and everything else and going with guys that, that yeah. I knew and liked, but yeah. uh, that I thought they were good. It's a mission for sure. I played it's, I played on Tampa Bay Damage all the way from California and it was a trek. I was flying out there so much. It was crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah. And so oh wow. Okay. So for as far as memories, uh-huh. I remember a time. Uh in fact, it's probably the first time you and I ever talked, Tyler. I remember uh, this. Yes. When I was so like I remember, broken down, I was like having a yes. hard time at a tournament. Yeah. So so Tyler was sitting by himself on a hill. Yeah. Uh, like your first, second year as pro early on, because you'd walked on a seven man field. Uh, I guess it had to be a couple years in because you were playing seven man and you wouldn't yeah. have been allowed to play seven man. Yeah. Uh, I think you were like 16. 
Yeah. Uh, and you hadn't filled your air as you walked on the field. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I know this story. And yeah. then, and then a sec, and then you did it a second time. The same. <laughs> oh no. I feel like you've yes, done that, that recently too. I was just watching an old footage, Tyler of Chicago, yeah. 2017. You didn't yeah. fill your tank the first point against Houston Heat. <laughs> I like to challenge myself. You know what I mean? <laughs> I like to so challenge myself. <laughs> yeah, but, but Tyler was sitting, Sitting on a hill, yeah, and I, I knew of you, but I I never talked, and I just went. I yeah. don't know what possessed me to this day because I'm definitely a pretty quiet person. And no, you just pretty- saw me. You saw me having a rough time, and it was. Yeah. I think that uh, you know, we. I think was what tournament was that? Was that Denver? I want to say it was Denver because it had those weird hills. That's right. They were right by. Yeah, uh, so it was like the year before I won that Denver. So yep. this was like the year before I came back and had that big show out against the Ironman, and we won that one. But yeah, we. So like, I don't think. Oh man, yeah. You hadn't won a pro, you hadn't won a pro event yet. Yeah. Uh, and you were just like, I saw the, all these people. Like I could have changed the game. We lost because of me. Like taking yeah. the weight of the world on your shoulders. Yeah. And I was like, dude, you were the the next face of this game. Yeah, I remember this, man. Yeah. Uh, you're not there yet, but you're about to be. Yeah. And it's not going to come down to one t- time not filling a tank. It's not going to come down to one time I didn't snap shoot. It's going. It's a career of it. Mm-hmm. And I never thought that you would have stuck with it this long <laughs> yeah. and staying at this level. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you definitely proved me right that yeah. you are one of the faces of, of paintball. Dude, I uh, love that. You- and I love that you're doing it off the field now as well. Absolutely, John. I'll never forget that conversation, man. You like uh, lifted my spirits big time there and like helped me helped me to process the information a little bit differently. And, and you know, for, for all I know, that could be a, a cornerstone moment that kept me moving in the direction that I am to be sitting here right now having this conversation with you. No, it's just this little tiny no, piece but, but of, I remember of the career that is Tyler. I remember it vividly. I remember the conversation and uh, it definitely stuck with me. Yeah, Absolutely. That's, that's why words are important. Anytime you get a chance to boost somebody up, it, it can yeah. go a long way, you know? Uh, and for I'm sure. not good at that game. Uh, <laughs> yeah. As my friends will attest, I am much more likely to say something snarky or mean yeah. <laughs> or tease them about it relentlessly. Yeah, for uh, sure. And but I, no, it's but I'm a firm believer in that you don't beat on people that are down. Yeah. No, and he saw that me I'm having a, f- a tough day too, dude. Yeah, he, for sure. And then that next year, that's yep. fantastic. Yeah. yeah, dude. And then we came home with a big trophy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's the best. First of many big trophies. That's that right. Yeah, baby. Let's go. And and more to come. I promise you. Uh, we're going to keep these well, things going. Well, you guys. Uh, so, so Dynasty. Like I've all I've been a big fan, Dynasty fan for a long time. Yeah. Uh, that uh, even. Um, and I was really happy. We talked about films that I was t- happy that Eclipse got me for a couple seconds in the That's in the right. fifteen video. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> that uh, and then I loved it. I guess a couple years before playing against Marcelo, mind you. Yeah. Uh, when you were on on Dynasty playing uh, those, there were those two back to back tournaments that you guys won mm-hmm. uh, in X Ball. Yeah. Uh, where you had those incredible games against. Uh, uh, infamous. That's right. Yeah. I like those come beh- from behind, dude. I still, you running through sabotaging, like just oh, taking man. the heat yeah. with your dive. Dude, I dove uh, in the air and shot one ball and shot that guy that opened up the move for Kyle. If I didn't hit that one ball, he would have shot Kyle. I was like watching that video. I'm like, what the hell? I can't even like, it's just crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but, <laughs> but those feats of, of athleticism and skill, and you, you're asking how paintball becomes. Yeah. Yeah. Something cool. Yeah. We watch basketball for those moments, right? Totally. We watch other sports for those Im- 
incredible feats of athleticism that yeah. a normal person can't do mm-hmm. that they might aspire to it. He, yeah. he might be at the basketball court across the street from me yelling swish <laughs> as he airballs another one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but those guys to aspire to those moments, uh, yeah. the more we can show off that athleticism in paintball that uh, create superheroes. Show yeah, it it's uh, Maddie. Maddie always talks about it so well. Yeah. Those create those heroes, those superheroes. Yeah, uh, those are the moments. Those are the things that could take paintball to that next level. Yeah. Totally. Uh, yeah, and those are the things that I'm not sure the current version of X ball does. Mm-hmm. Right now, you guys are too good at holding lanes. Yeah, <laughs> you guys are too good at stopping those those amazing moves. Yeah, yeah. I know it's definitely it's changed a lot and and like you said like the way that Oliver was able to navigate a field it was just a different time a different a different a whole different energy right it was crazy uh, and people weren't as good at, yeah. they weren't they weren't as as dedicated yeah. to doing their job mm-hmm. yeah there was much less discipline uh, much less skill um, what I will say though and that's something I do love about the NXL especially the last two seasons they've changed the bunker kits they've added bunkers made the field a little smaller moves are being rewarded again and you are seeing yeah. some of these moves because there's so many there's just such small gaps it's much harder to hold lanes than like three years ago it was it got super boring you know and oh was, and I, I see people talking all the time about how we should go back to those old layouts oh, I'm like you don't understand God. how much better those people are yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would be these guys could hit the guy literally a hundred percent of the time going yeah. from that move to the it next would be horrible. Yeah. <laughs> that would be horrible it would be impossible <laughs> I remember uh, in like the early X ball that you had like five bunkers on each side of the field. Yeah. <laughs> 20 balls a second you, yeah. it, <laughs> I, and you wonder how anybody ever got anywhere I know I was like what uh, the hell <laughs> and can you imagine you guys going back and playing that no nobody way. would oh, yeah. ever be able to cross those. no way that's true that's true and i do uh, like i think it's super cool there's so many bunkers on the field now so it does promote a lot of movements but in like seven man you would have a couple car washes we got like six car washes out there now yeah it's, you know it's crazy i i think we went uh, a little oftentimes when something changes yeah. the needle swings too far the pendulum swings too far uh-huh. so right now i think we have too many big big bunkers Take yeah two of them away. whereas a couple years ago we had yeah, and I, I, I've harassed Trozen about this many times. Yeah. I mean, like, there's nothing in your rules mm-hmm. that says you have to put all these huge bunkers on the field. Oh, wow. Take two of them away. Rotate Take, take one or two away. Time. Yeah. If you change it up a little bit, if they went did blind Whoa. layouts occasionally. Yeah. If they, if they did limited paint occasionally. Yeah. The, the cool part about our league and our sport is that we don't – I say our league for the NXL, but <laughs> the cool part about, about it is that we – don't have to do things exactly the same every time. Yeah. Totally. They literally could make say, by the way, the second event of the year and the fourth event by vote are going to be a blind layout. Yeah, dude, I would, I think that's such a great idea and you got to play the game, baby. You got to know what, what aspect you're playing and it's a whole new, new, uh, style every time. Yeah, I'm, I'm, not, uh, and I'm, I'm not a fan of that simply because I do know how many fields truly rely on a layout. They, they, a lot of fields do, but uh, but the, talk to those same fields and ask them back in the day, did they used to have people practicing before those two weeks? And they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, still. I mean, how far back are we going? We've had layouts for decades. We've had, we have. We've had layouts for a long time. But the, the fact is, people, a lot of people don't play until those two weeks before now. That is, yeah, you're not wrong there. They definitely give it their all on those yeah. two weeks as opposed to drawing it out. That's you're true. right. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So- 
uh, and I'm not saying that these are the answers. Yeah. I'm just of saying course. that one of the beauties of paintball is that we have different totally uh, that we can go about things a different way. Op- yeah, this. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, we have so keep many. Keep it interesting. Change things up. Keep the game. Uh, I loved exciting. it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for uh, we talked about the Dynasty movie 15. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that was talking about how Dynasty had won an event 15 years in a row. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and so. Like while I was giving my little interview, because my, my interview was literally just five minutes of Dan Napoli saying, hey, do you have time? I want to do this. Over- oh, we can't do it. Or- we'll just sit down in the parking lot. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> and so sat down in the parking lot. And while uh, we were doing it, you guys walked by. Oh, and wow. And you had just won the limited paint event. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> at World Cup. <laughs> uh, so you guys had won limited paint. And so I teased Dan. I was like, hey. This counts. Hey, Dan, does this count? Yeah. <laughs> and, and he's like, fuck, no, it doesn't count. <laughs> and Alex was walking by too. He's like, yeah, yeah. That counts, Dan. It yeah. counts. Yeah. Like screaming at him. <laughs> <laughs> and for everybody who couldn't see his, his mouth there, he was saying, F you, this counts. F you. <laughs> uh, but it was hilarious because, but it makes me think that yeah. it wouldn't be that hard. Yeah. You could look. You could do it, especially considering you can make the pros rules different. If everybody else wants to play a certain way, that's fine. But the pros can be used as this example or as this way to show how all the different ways paintball can be played Mm -hmm. that we don't. And that's why I love this. We could spitball ideas and just have fun creating. Like none of this is locked in stone. We're just having fun talking paintball here. You know what I mean? And well, that, uh, but yeah, but you got to realize the NXL isn't too many steps beyond that. That's right. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, people think that that it would be hard to enact change in the NXL, but it's not. Mm-hmm. The fact of the matter is that uh, just a couple people can make decisions and make decisions fast. That's right. And one of the advantages of the NXL in its current form is Tom will listen to people. That's right. If I, you come up with yeah. an idea that's better than what he does and can prove it or can demonstrate it, yeah. there's room to change. Yeah. I don't think the current version of X-Ball is the final form of paintball. You're right, because we got the sidearm coming next. That's <laughs> You know and, and you absolutely have to get split deck. That's for damn sure. Yeah, that, uh, for sure. That yeah. split deck is, it kills is a marriage the, of convenience. It kills the athleticism. It completely we, kills the athleticism. We just do split deck because it, we can run more games. That's right. Yeah. 100%. There is no a game advantage. There's no any other advantage aside from maybe some older people can play. Right. Yeah. Uh, but that's not necessarily what you want for the pro division. Yeah. Maybe that's why we have uh, the oldest pro division that we've had. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably since Woods Ball. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Absolutely. We do. For- yeah. I love it. I love it so much. I'm not trying to take anything away from you veterans now. Yeah, no, that you guys I'm, are the old I'm, guys. Okay. But I'd- Jesse's yeah. 30. Tyler's 31. <laughs> I'm just know, a young good. buck still. <laughs> Ryan, you got to worry about. <laughs> I'm, I'm always worried about Ryan. <laughs> uh, yeah. But no, I, I, I would love to see some 18-year-olds, some 17-year-olds. I, I can't even imagine a 14-year-old playing now. Can you? I know. That's what I've always – like we have these kids that are coming up uh, out of BKI and like some yeah, different spots yeah. that are – they have the potential if they do apply themselves to be that. And it's so exciting because we haven't seen that in so long. And this is the first time in the last couple of years, few years, that I've really seen a hunger of that that youth coming into the game. Uh, absolutely. I would love to see it. Like yeah. I'd love to more under 16 more under yes. uh u19 so team usa yeah put a a team in u19 for the first time ever yeah we, yeah, we yeah. picked them from the bki uh combine so that's that's how we yeah. select so, the uh u19 so I, team. it's amazing i played with the the old guys with the over 40 guys yeah. and so when we went out to practice 
like we only had one practice mm-hmm. and we were going to practice the girls in the U19. And then yeah. we also practiced Keith DeVitt's team, the Hurricanes and, and some other guys out there. Uh, but I was, I expected something, I'll be honest. I expected something different from the U19 guys. Yeah. I expected them with limited paint and young legs. Yeah. I expected them to be at every 50 every time mm-hmm. and was amazed that we were at, at more 50s more often faster. Well, that's yeah. why they lost, John. <laughs> well, we did too. I know. I, I saw both of your guys' games, but they, they, uh, the U19's team literally lost in the finals because of having an advantage. It wouldn't go. Just sitting there. Yeah. And I know. It was, it was, it was heartbreaking. Yeah, it was. They were, they were definitely close. Yeah. Uh, and they were definitely good, but they weren't with the team that I expected to see. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so I went to this practice by, wondering. They were coached by Greg Pauly, AC Dallas. Go to, go to five spots, cross it up, baby. <laughs> Well, we, th- at least they had a coach. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Greg's Greg's an amazing coach, by the way. I'm not taking anything away from Greg. I'm just I know, I, his style, you know, <laughs> yeah. which is hilarious because if you watched Paulie play back yeah, in the day, I know. he was a wrecking ball. Yeah. yeah. And with Af- he Af- was literally he he, coached- he literally played like uh, like Todd Adamson did. He was a bigger guy. Yeah. He was even way bigger than than Todd was. But he was the first guy through over and over and over again, especially in five minutes. It was Dude, nuts. Yeah. Go get him, he baby. He was always the first guy through the across the fifty. I love that. Uh, yeah, but yeah. you're right. AC Dallas <laughs> plays a very different style. Than yeah. That. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But no, I I went to that practice. One, I expected us to lose a bunch. <laughs> the U19 guys. I expected Frank Connell to pick a fight with the girls. I expected all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Frank! <laughs> I think four yeah. wrong. Uh, but I was amazed that <sighs> uh, that we were making those spots before them. Yeah, and I. I still this day can't understand it. Well, because yeah. so here, honestly, paintball, no matter no matter what, uh, it's well, a game. Well, hold up, before you get to that, let, okay. let me finish this thought. And maybe it's because they've only known the kind of paintball where you did hold lanes. Yeah, they've only known the kind of of airball where uh, it it's almost defensive first. Yeah, that you stop the other guy from getting the good spots before you try and take them yourself. Yeah, man, you got to attack. You got to go get that. Yeah, you, you got to take it. You have to have the confidence too to to go and make those moves. And um, again, paintball until across the board, it's nothing but football level athletes that are making the same types of decisions as the pros are now. Um, pros are going to be able to play well into their forties, you know, because as long as you you keep yourself in shape and you can you know make pretty quick fills and you're not totally hindered out there physically. Um, it's yeah. a game of decisions, you know, and, and the gun is the great equalizer. And, um, you know, that, that is the beautiful part of our game is that you can play it, um, all the, well into your forties, you know, at a high level, you know, you really can. Totally. I, I think Ryan is playing the best paintball maybe of his career. Truly the last couple of years, he's had some outstanding events and it's, it, you, you look at Archie, Archie's playing the best he has ever played and he's the oldest he's ever Th- been. Those would have been the first Yep, those would have been the first two examples I used exactly. as well. Exactly. Yeah. So you know, that, that, it's one of those sports that the older you get, the more experience you get, the more situations you see. And you, as long as you're not totally hindered, you're not trying to outrun a cornerback. You know, um, yeah. you, you're you're just making better decisions. Yeah. It it would be interesting to see this kind of thing go into that marketing. The fact that Tyler was a 14 year old phenom. Yeah. yeah. The fact that that Ryan, that he plays next to Ryan now. Yeah. Who's uh, 38. Yep. 30, yeah. Uh, so 32, 38. Wow. Something that's like that. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, yeah. 
that the fact is it's this the ridiculous equalizer for sure. Yeah. Uh, but it's one it's been one of the beauties of this that you can play it for so long, you can play it so so differently through yeah. the different years. Yeah, as you great. grow two feet, Tyler. Yeah, I know. Cause I remember seeing Ryan like on when I was just a kid starting, like Ryan was established, you know what I mean? They oh, were yeah. they were doing it already. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. And what you were we? shorter than him. Oh, big time. Yeah. Now I now he's <laughs> now he's scared. He's running scared. Hundred <laughs> percent. Well, damn fellas. We just yeah. did uh, all right. Go ahead. Before go ahead. before we get out of here, let me sh- I'll show you the pile of jerseys that I put here. Hey, okay. four or five. You were there we go. Us this whole time. There we go. <laughs> I, you got to sandbag I, a little bit. Like yeah. I said, I my plan was distraction. Listen, okay, perfect. Just you have to go to the YouTube channel to see the jersey collection. If nothing else, if you did not see the gun collection, I know this the jerseys are going to show is going to be off the chart. Don't, yeah. Don't let it all right. So. Uh, <laughs> Let's see who we got. I was going to ask him what his favorite jerseys are, and this is perfect. Here we uh, go. There we go. I, these aren't the favorites. These, these are the ones that were on top. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Th- these are the ones that were e- easy to grab. And they're uh, probably going to be just showstoppers. You know what I mean? There are a couple <laughs> good ones. Because uh, one of the things that we haven't talked about is there's some teams that have come up and faded away. That's right. And chaos. Art Chaos was one of them. That'd be a good one. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Fedorov Art Chaos jersey right here. Damn. Yeah. Yep. Good one. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but it's squad, and that's the style from their their one year in the PSP. Dude, that that team was power. They did oh, regulated my. down to the challengers division, though. Let's not forget about they that. they played an event and didn't win a yes. game. Yeah, yeah, damn. But then they, they they lost all four games, and then they lost their regulation yeah. game. Oof. Yep, and then they came into World Cup Rough. though, and uh, and dominated two six two zero. events in a row, six they, zero in the finals. Damn, yeah. crazy. They they won the the event before and then they won yeah. Yeah. Uh, at World Cup. It was as bad a beating as when uh, those same guys were on Russian Legion <laughs> in aftershock. Yeah, <laughs> the only reason like aftershock had a, a forty second point was because uh, they let the ref let Brad McCurley just out of pity play with a packet. Uh, oh. Russian, <laughs> Legion, the Russian Legion in two thousand nine beat Tyler and myself on aftermath in the finals in Chicago seven yeah. one. Uh, they just gave us a yeah. beating, a total beating. Yeah. You know. Uh, monsters you animals when they figure you out uh there's so many steps ahead with their coaching staff when they figure you out Uh, and that's so and i love that i love that you can get that they can figure out what you're going to do and how to stop it it's one of the reasons uh i like listening to lasoya announce games yeah is because lasoya would sit there and i remember listening to him at one point he's like "Eh, it's been a little bit since they did an x play let's look for an x play this next boom yeah Lo and behold, they ran to the like three to- two or three points in a row. He predicted what a team was going to do yeah. just off the top of his head, probably half blitzed out of his mind. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> dude, we can't, we cannot wait to have him I on know, the show, soon. dude. Yeah, he's uh, he has always been an uh, animal. I love him. I've got we, Marcelo and I have some good stories with, with old Chris. He's oh, an animal. <laughs> so, so that's another team. That oh, yeah. Oh in. wow. We can lead that in so graceful, dude. Miami. So this Vets. is yeah, Chris wow. Boya. Damn, dude, that's when they were uh, scary. They were scary. yeah, they were terrifying. Yeah. That's that that iconic yellow Lasoya jersey with the six nine on the back. He's coming to eat your lunch. <laughs> oh, that that's that's a gun I didn't break out. Is oh, whoa! I have uh, I have Chris's uh, prototype Intimidator. No shit! Wow, uh, with the the back of it so sharp, like if you put your face, oh like it yeah. Would, <laughs> It would mess you up. Yeah. And so that's it's what's different from it and the production ones. The production ones got chopped off shorter. Ah, wow. So you got that razor sharp one. 
I've got the razor sharp one. I have Chris's actual one. And I know it was Chris's because uh, he ruined it at the tech table. <laughs> it's got his like, blood on it. <laughs> yeah, I, literally like he, like he would, they let him wrench on his own gun oh. and let him puncture the ram to uh, the body. There we go. <laughs> uh, and then afterwards they were like, we'll just take that back. Yeah. Yeah. Send that this way. <laughs> um, Dude, but, that's awesome. I love that Jersey. That's amazing. <laughs> so not quite uh, you guys. But the hey, there we go. Nice. Iron nice. Kids with that neon green and the big Iron Kids and the old Die JT cap logos on the back. Wow. What year uh, would that one be? I don't know, to be honest. Yeah. Um, Damn. Right around Well, you got to realize that they were so far away from me, right? Yeah. And they were uh, like, I knew of them through the Paint Magazine guys. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, I was friends with the guys from Paint. And... They were just all about it. Like, I think yeah. they went to maybe the Hawaii event. Yeah. Uh, and wow. they came back and they're like, these kids are going to be, they're the next thing. Damn, that's crazy. That, like, that we think jersey. we're okay at this, but they're, <laughs> yeah. they're going to be yeah. the next real totally. thing. Yeah. Wow, that, that jersey is a piece of history right there. Go to YouTube and check this out on Play the Game. That's the name of the channel. All right. And then I guess we went with the theme of teams that went Trauma. away. Wow. Uh, yeah. Wow. Another iconic yep. squad right there. Who you got? And then... Oh, oh, T Hump. <laughs> Tyler Hump. Let's go, T. Yeah. The contract killer. Yeah, That's man. right. That's a great, great jersey right there. Uh, their last he was for event, sure like 06 World Cup, right? Last event? 05. 05. Okay. They, so that was, that was the first year Russian Legion played uh, X-Ball okay. yeah. in the U.S. They lost their first game to somebody that they wouldn't normally lose to, and I, that eludes me at the moment. If I looked at the team list, I could figure it out. Mm-hmm romper stomped everybody the entire year <laughs> i'm not sure they lost another match damn and then they lost in the finals oh, to trauma. oh no yeah like had the most incredible season and it was worse than that that the way that they did the N- the nxl back then there was only one winner right. that's right there was not an event winner yeah, yeah exactly yeah so they got nothing yeah. yeah for because they lost those last two i could i think it was the best of three yeah and trauma just had it it was like glorified practice for a while yeah. like when i was in the nxl with the oakland assassins like we would go to tournaments and you would just play your games and then you're like all right see you guys at the next one yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, well it was weird and you guys were another team that was not quite robbed but yeah. you guys should have won those first couple of years yeah you guys were the best team there mm-hmm. and then the all-americans would squeak past yep. like the all-americans were the best team yeah uh, yep, I know. I hear these stories all day. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. Uh, and then since since we're talking about that, yeah. Whoa. Oh wow. That is. This O-T. is a ren- E. Yeah. So this is like wow. Bob Long's Ironman Renegade old camo jersey. That is. And it's crazy. Bob's. Oh shit! No way. Damn. Uh, it's Bob's that was that he played in once and was nicked right away. Whoa. That's crazy. I've and seen then, that. I think I've seen that jersey in like a you, photo or something. I don't know. Maybe you, possibly old trauma head videos or yeah, something. Yeah, because they wore those that particular renegade. Wow, that's crazy. I love that, dude. I'm sure you have <laughs> and then, an epic collection, man. Yeah, he there, does. <laughs> there are a couple good ones. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then just because it's the rookie, it's not a dynasty jersey. Yeah, should have ended with a dynasty jersey, but the last one, but a rookie jersey. Whoa. Number one, okay, it's an old JT. Right That's Dave Youngblood. Oh, no, whoa. no, Youngblood had stopped by now. Okay, 
Um, and the rookie jersey, Youngblood would have played for uh, years before yeah, yeah, this yeah, one. Yeah, okay. Uh, is it the carcass? Who is this? Oh no, you guys can do better than that. <laughs> think think of who would be the rookie from around yeah, there. Yeah, Oliver. The rookie. What? Oh. Yeah, Oliver. Oh yeah. Damn. Damn. He took dude, Dave's I've never number even that seen night. that jersey. Yeah, I remember that. He took Dave's number. That's epic, dude. Wow. Oliver was so, number yeah, and rightfully so, huh? Number one with the old uh mm-hmm. Iron Man slime green jersey. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> yep, it's the he had a jersey before this one, so it's not his rookie event jersey. Wow. Uh but I don't never even seen that one. I haven't seen hopefully Oliver's mom has it locked away. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, for real, huh? Mom, I've never uh, honestly, I don't know that I've ever seen that jersey right there. That was crazy. I haven't seen it. That yeah. That was a PB Nation find. A kid posted it on PB Nation for sale for lots, yeah. didn't sell it. And yeah. then five or six years ago, when I started collecting jerseys, I searched and found it and sent like I sent 30 messages in one night to different people. <laughs> oh my god. Of hey, did you sell this? Hey, did you sell this? Hey, yeah. did you sell this? Yeah. Uh and that was the one that hadn't sold. And he's like, Well, I wanted this back then. Just do many, you, hit, like, you hit the lotto, want a couple scratchers or what, dude? You're like, <laughs> Yeah, seriously. Uh, no. <laughs> I didn't say I spend money well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's an Dude, good for you, out. man. Honestly, good for you, dude. That, this is all timeless stuff that we need. And and we know that it's in the right hands. Like, it's, uh, you know, there's no better person to care for these types of things but you, John. Oh, I uh, no, I, I love that they're guys like uh, uh like Vic that yeah, gets yeah. stuff from you guys. Yeah. Um, Gambo is I, the man. I love that they're, co- they're collectors out there, that they're guys that, uh, yeah. Uh, for people that don't know, he is. Part of your pit crew? Yeah. He's actually our assistant coach. Okay. The the assistant coach and also probably the number one dynasty fan and the number one memorabilia collector. Dude, he's big dog. He's the man. Victor is a cornerstone of dynasty these days, and we are so appreciative for everything he does for the organization. He's amazing. We love Vic. He's the man. It's it's neat to see uh, the people that have collect specific things that are uh, – that do this for the love. Absolutely. Like there's this weird piece of nostalgia. Yeah. Uh, but on a, that's what it's all I, about. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. It's a, it's a deep heritage, man. And and you guys have some things in your collections that will never be made again, obviously, and are just like timeless pieces for paintball. Yeah, it's amazing. And, and that's another reason why we're so passionate about this show, right? We want to tell these stories so that they carry on and are cemented and history forever and and kids that get into the game can listen to the show that would be awesome um yeah and they're like man i did not understand the roots because there's really there's really nothing else like it you know there's there's nothing going on telling these stories that well i I just uh don't see it yeah Yeah, it wasn't until uh preparing for ways that i could avoid the limelight on your show (laughs) (laughs) well i thought about that you guys are two different guys that came up at a super young age yeah and had those similarities with this with your parents that were super supportive yeah uh that totally. made as well that uh, that you guys went into the pro league so young yeah. and i still remember shane Sana talking about uh aftermath he's like man they're gonna be a great pro team and i was like you're dumb <laughs> <laughs> he's like uh he's like what i was like they're you they're gonna get picked apart yeah yeah. <laughs> and next time I looked, Marcelo and uh Mouse playing on the Iron Men. Yeah. Yep. Uh yeah. That uh so it, it is if, interesting. If we would have stayed together, man. And and we did kind of all come back together for a couple years there in the pro division and, and made a little bit of a yeah. run, but 
Yeah. Oh, that Chicago event where you guys ended up fourth. No, was, sec- was not second. That's what I'm talking about. Second, yeah. when the Russians beat us. Yeah, that's when the Russians beat us. Okay. Finals. We uh, we took down the Philly Americans in an amazing overtime point in uh, in the semifinals, and we just honestly, I, I must have left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, they're playing the Americans. They lost. Where where I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> But no, you guys had an incredible yeah. event, that that event, yeah. uh, that everybody did not take you seriously. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think maybe you had Damien playing with you guys at that point. Uh, um, I can't remember what? if that you're, was his aftermath. Hey, you're, you're thinking 2010. That was 2010. Okay. So I was actually on Infamous that year. We won that event. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. So so back-to-back years. I'm talking about 2009. Damien was not on the team when I was on the team. Mm-hmm. Yes. D- different right, group. Right. Yeah. 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 I know yeah, that was so much fun, dude. I played uh, yeah. in that Chicago event yeah. on the aftermath squad. It was a good time. Mm-hmm. I think I wa- wandered over, and I think that was my first UWL event. Okay, there we go. <laughs> that, what they had at Badlands. That yeah. I literally showed up with like uh, because uh, just trying to either sneak on Bobby's team or Reddick's team. <laughs> yep, <laughs> oh, dude. Just hoping that they didn't have ten. Get in there. You got to get in where you fit in, man. Have some fun, no matter how you can do it. That's what it's all about, man. <laughs> and, and play the game, you know, however you can. That's it, yeah. dude. Yeah, John, absolutely. what's your move uh, moving forward? I know in the beginning you had a website that you kind of shared with people. How can people, you know, find you? Yeah. Uh, keep up? Nothing big right now. I, I, I made the most beginner mistake. I came on something without something to promote. Nope. It's, that's called, okay. it's a PB, PB Retro. That's what you were talking about, right? Yes. Uh, the... I did a, a limited run of, nice. of JT goggles. Yes. Uh, but we sold out the whole run in 12 days and I'm go. not going to do them again. Okay. That they're going to be limited for people. Wow. I love that. Uh, and we can expect you to do some more PB retro limited run type stuff. We'll see. It's okay. yes. It's got, it's got some things on there. Uh, nice. I so tell that. me how long before Dynasty's wearing flexes again. Oh boy. Wrong people, <laughs> wrong people to ask, my friend. You gotta you gotta yeah. go to upper management, you know? Call yeah, call yeah. Uh, call Karen, aka Green Fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I will always think, think of a, I will always think of Dynasty as a as a, that JT team because they yeah, were just that iconic. iconic. Yeah. Yep. The yeah, I know, is, man. Those were if we yeah. were to wear flexes, would Ryan roll it up? Yeah. Oh, obviously, <laughs> especially for every practice, they yeah. probably yell at him for the for the event. But. Yeah, that's funny. And then uh, before we get off, I just want to say a huge shout out to Richard, one of our supporters. He made a D four team, so he yeah. just got picked up for a D four team. Amazing, yeah, yeah. We're super that. stoked for him out there. And uh, for tomorrow, we're picking the winner um, for the jersey for Harmony Wednesday. or the shirt Wednesday. Well, uh, they'll, it, they'll be here. Sure. Yeah, they'll be hearing it. We're gonna drop the show tomorrow, Tuesday, and then they'll hear it on Wednesday. So look out for that. And uh, John, man, we just absolutely love you. Thank you so much for everything you do for the game and for coming on the show and having some fun shooting the breeze with us and talking about paintball. Yeah, man. Fair enough. Take care, guys. Thanks for having me on. Thank you, bro. Peace, guys. Later. (laughs) Well, that was a fantastic show with John Dresser. Thank you so much to John and all of our listeners. But wow, what amazing stories. It was really nostalgic. It was awesome to kind of go back in time and relive the start of my career, the start of Tyler's career, Um, really relive a lot of the moments from the early parts of the game that got all of us hooked, 
and John has been around playing for over 30 years now, and that's just really fantastic. He's he's seen the evolution of our sport and had some great insight. So um, we can't thank him enough. Listeners, we can't thank you guys enough. You guys truly are the heart and soul of this whole thing. We hope that you guys are enjoying it. Um, if you guys would like, you could head over to ptgpaintball.com. Check out our website. Uh, you could become a supporter of the show. We have a little bit of merchandise on there. And um, that is a site that is brought to you by Rusty Glaze. He owns Constant Pursuit. Rusty is just a dominator designer. He does a lot of the websites for the different uh, paintball companies. And um, if you guys need a website done, he could definitely help you. It's very user-friendly. He offers multiple services, so he can manage the site for you. So you basically never have to do anything or he can hand you the keys to the kingdom and you can navigate and do as you please with it and again it's it's very easy much easier than your uh, traditional wordpress um, platform so you know tyler and i minus all the really difficult stuff we can basically navigate the site and change things as needed and uh, do everything on our own after rusty built us an amazing uh, base so Head over to ptgpaintball.com. You could check out his work. And you could also head over to constantpursuit.com to check out Rusty's work. See if, uh, you know, you need a service. If you're starting your own business, a website is always a way to be professional and provide the best service to your customers. Um, Other than that, guys and gals, we can't thank you enough. Huge shout out to our Patreon supporters. You guys are amazing. We are so thankful for you guys and um, everybody that listens and continues to tune in. And I'm sure we'll see you guys very, very soon.